What's up, y'all? It's the fourth quarter. It's a new month. And what better way to start it than to come and join us at EYL University? Yes, the fourth quarter is where star players make a name for themselves. So come and join the number one roster. EYL University is the biggest platform for business in the universe. We have over 70 past classes, weekly classes. We have a private investment group on Facebook, which gives you access to our movie club, our book club. We also have bi-weekly real estate calls with MG, the mortgage guy, and monthly financial advising calls with none other than yours truly. (laughs) So head over to EYLUniversity.com right now and enter promo code EYL for 40% off of our annual membership. That's right. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over. We'll see you on the other side. back to market mondays yeah crazy show on earth let's open the floodgates let's let the team in let's get it going earners what's going on big day it was a green day yeah finally (laughs) (laughs) finally it was a green day (laughs) finally man i like when we come on in these green days man your energy is different you know when it's a red day we ain't we ain't tripping, but it just feels different when it's green. Nah, man. Life is it different. It was like four weeks of, of negative, right? Four weeks, yeah. We on a we on a start to a new path, new journey. Maybe. <laughs> I ain't gonna let you do that. I'm not gonna let you do that. I'm gonna keep positive energy we'll in this see. room right now. We'll see. <laughs> Let's do it. Shout out to shout out to the West Coast, man. Shout out to LA. We going West Coast edition today with That's the with, with the albums. Rest in peace to Tupac, All Eyes on Me, and of course, The Chronic, one of the greatest albums of all time. Dr. Dre Fellows. Dr. Dre. My last album was The Chronic. Dope, all that, man. We got some treats. We got some treats. Shout out to everybody that's been reaching out. Like, yo, man, I got some vinyls for you. Yeah, keep hitting me up. I need, there's, there's a few I'm looking for. If anybody can find me that Reasonable Doubt, I greatly appreciate it. You can find me that Usher's Confessions. Somebody said 9 a.m. in Japan. They checking in from Japan right Ooh. now. So cultural experience we've created with Market Mondays. That's man. a big fact. Yeah, shout out to everybody all over the world. Shout out to all of the international supporters. Appreciate y'all. Shout out to London on the check-in. London always show love. Yeah, shout out to London. That's a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. Yeah, I ain't even know. I'm looking for the for uh, Ian. Let's see, you getting here? Yeah, man, we got we got action packed show today. We got you know a guest, maybe some surprises. You never know what's yeah. happening. Yeah, uh, prestigious alone. Prestigious Market, Market Mondays. Is he there yet? No, I don't see him yet. Yeah. Well, yeah, man, first and foremost, we want to thank everybody once again for your ongoing continued support. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, you know, it's not something that we take for granted. So we are working to keep <clears throat> keep improving on things and keep adding things. So any suggestions that you have for us, let us let us know. Let us know what topics you want us to cover, what guests you want to see on the platform. And, um, you know, we try our best definitely to try to <sighs> accommodate the situation and make it happen for sure. That's what we're there. You go. I see him. Yeah, I see him now. All right. 
shout out to YouTube 2000 on the checker early, early. If hit the like button, greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate it. Let, let's let's run down what we got going. He's in, he's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, what's what's good? You there? He got two. Um, you got two joints. Let's let's run down what we got going for the week for Earn Your Leisure. So tomorrow's a big big episode for us. Actually, it's a pop up episode. We haven't even announced it yet. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing? Good, man. How, How you? Doing? Good, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, um, tomorrow's a pop-up episode. It's the first time we ever did this, where we just kind of announced it. This is the first time we announced it, what the episode it actually is. So one of the industries that we have not covered yet on Earn Your Leisure is um, the healthcare industry. So um, tomorrow's episode is about, is a healthcare entrepreneur. Shout out to Carl Pierre. Yeah. And he has a dope, he has a staffing agency where he staffs um, nurses. Then yep. he also has an app, um, like a healthcare app, where the app actually... Uh, gets medical information mm -hmm. to the suppliers in a much quicker manner, right? Yeah, and all built from- Billing, billing information. And, and it's a family business. Yeah. Right? Like you, it, the journey is so incredible and it shows you the power of when you work together, especially like with your parents, because this story is incredible. So make sure y'all check that nah, out, it's a solid one. Now healthcare is 18% eight, of the GDC of the American economy. Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's something that's extremely important. So this is the first time ever that we've covered healthcare in the health health field and to be an entrepreneur that's making money in the healthcare, I think, especially now during Corona and stuff like that, it's crazy. And he's actually crazy. He gave a whole blueprint, his whole blueprint of how he runs yeah. his business, the ins and outs, his play for the next, how he plans on making $2 billion. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. That, that's the plan. And the thing is like, he gave the game on the episode, but that's what I always appreciate most, I think, is like the conversation that we have after the episode. It's just like, yo, giving us game just to help us. And when we get that information, we just give it back to y'all. So yeah. shout out to Carl Pierre, man. Yeah. And we're going to introduce the world to him too, because yeah. he's obviously, he's very accomplished in business, but he's not really big on social media. It's a story about how we met. Um, he's going to be another person that we, you know, we kind of like. Keep your eye on. We kind of <laughs> like. amazing. We like bad boy in the nineties, man. We introduced the world to, to these to, to a lot of stars. <laughs> a lot of stars. So we ain't miss yet. He's the next one. He's the next he's the next star that we're gonna introduce the world to. That's and I'm pretty fact. sure once they find out who he is and they find out his story, they're gonna they're gonna fall in love with the situation, man. So Ian, what's going on, brother? I'm good. How you feeling? Good, man. I'm great. I'm great. How's everything? Good. It's gonna be a great show. Uh, I think we're gonna break the internet with this free giveaway that, that we're doing for the futures market. So yeah, let's, 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 let's talk. Well, actually, before we talk about that, I also want to give a shout out to my man, Derek Grace. Derek Grace, DG. Ooh. So he's doing a class for us on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. It's free. So once a month, we do the, at the end of the month, we do open enrollment, which is a free, like, kind of open door to see what we do at EYL University. Mm -hmm. So DG, I'm telling you, man, dude's making a lot of money. A lot of people I see online, like, how you making $10 million until you actually are in the, in the environment? And you see, like, he's Possibly. making a million dollars a month, a million yeah. and a half on e-commerce. So he's going to talk about, you know, his business model, his blueprint, marketing, all of that stuff. Special um, dude. Special dude, man. He's a very intelligent person. So, I saw him doing his workout this morning. Yeah. He's counting his push-ups. I'm like, yeah, the push-ups, yep. I was like, that's yeah. about seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my God. I love his energy. Shout out to Derek Grace. So, yeah, that's 8 o'clock on Wednesday. Everybody needs to check that out, man. He's, that's a billion dollars worth of game right there. But, um. Ian, can we talk about the, um, the, the program, the Futures program? Of course. So um, you guys have been great to me. 
kudos to everybody watching on YouTube. Kudos to everybody in Zoom, all the earners. I love y'all. Um, but I think the thing that I wanted to do, we've been talking about this back and forth for a couple of weeks, is like, let's find a way to give back. And I was like, okay, we can do it for a cheap price. But just to be real, I didn't want to do it for a cheap price. I did that before. So my business model is like, it's either going to be premium or free. And I'm like, well, what better time given we're going into the election cycle. And since we talk about futures enough, um, I think it's time to give the people what they want and give them a course for free. So I got a couple things that I want to go through. You guys, they'll put the link in YouTube and in chat, but the course starts October 26th. You can sign up tonight. It's absolutely free. You have to put your credit card information in, but there is no upsell, no downsell. There's no 997 ebook to buy. There's nothing to buy. Never um, discount the value of a 997 ebook. <laughs> I'm just saying, because you know, people are going to be like, yo, he said it was free, but when I went, it was a Robert Kiyosaki book to buy, you know. None of that. So um, you got to sign it, sign up and sign the NDA with your first and last name. Um, any questions about the platform or technical difficulties you have to handle with Ninja. And if you're new to the membership site, there will be like uh, your info will be sent to you within an hour. So when you sign up tonight, the actual class will start October 26th, not tonight. So, but I want, and it's a real strategy. Um, this isn't like some fluff. This is the real deal, but I wanted to give back. And um, I love you guys so much. So I want to at least put you in the game and get you started so we can go to the next level. So I just put that in the YouTube. I put the, uh, I put the link in the YouTube and I also put the link in the, in the buy in the description of this video. Yeah. So, you know, and I guess it's on your website as well on your link. You if you guys go to my Instagram, you can click the link in my bio and then go scroll all the way to the bottom and get it. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm here to really help. I think, I think we're making history right now um, because not enough. When I started in the futures market, there wasn't a lot of people that were talking about it, especially that look like us. And, you know, I'm looking at the comments too. Um, I know y'all y'all was at one point acting like I was Vlad TV or something like I'm for the culture. We just wanted to get the audience up big enough to where we can give away something for, for free. But I also want you guys to take it serious and then execute. So, and then it's a couple other little special surprises we may have in there for you. Um, but I want you guys to learn this and be dedicated and knock this out. So um, I love y'all dearly. So, and, and thank you for giving me the platform to do this too. Nah, shout out to all the, the uh, EYL alumni. We just had, we just ran into another EYL alumni. Yeah, tell them why they was here, man. Shout out to, shout out to the good <laughs> folks at PTG. You know, you, you seen that episode? Mm-mm. Tell me more. Yeah, Brandon. Um, they they young cats out of the city. They 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 sell cars. They sell high end cars. They sell all kinds of cars, but they're killing the car game right now. They're brokers. They're car brokers. Oh wow. Troy, Troy got Troy got his car from them like six months ago. Yep. So um, they just delivered. They just delivered a, a special delivery. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. <laughs> we can't even speak about it. The movie, the movie is still being shot. Every everything top secret, man. But you gotcha. improv. Can you just say what's up to the people real quick? Oh yeah. Before, yeah, yeah. So the first the first stock episode. You want to just pull them yeah, up the chin? Sure, sure. So if if, you, if you're a loyal follower of Earlier Leisure, you might think the first stock episode that we did was uh, with Wall Street Traveler, but that's not that's not true. The first stock episode that we ever did was episode 15. Before Ian and before Wall Street Traffer, we, we had this gentleman, Q, who we grew I appreciate up you, King. Who, who works on Wall Street. And um, if you haven't watched that episode, you're doing yourself a tremendous yeah, service. episode 15. Episode 15. And I, I ran into him the other day on the street. 
And he was telling me like, yo, I just really love the show. I love what y'all are doing. I love what Ian is doing. I love everything. And uh, he's like, yo, I just want to just come. Like, I'm like, yo, just pull up. Troy told me. kick it. Yeah. Up. So can you just tell, tell the people just to say what's up real quick, man? I, I just I just wanted to publicly acknowledge you because uh, you definitely set it up, set it off for us as far as stocks. You, yeah, were, the, that, you were the first person ever on our platform to talk about stocks. Yeah, so when people ask about stocks, we give it to them in that order. 15, 44, 7. Like, okay. I know those numbers so well yeah. because I give them. That's the blueprint. Is it a 15? Is it a 44? Go to 70. Yeah. In that order. Yeah. Nah, man. First off, I got to thank you guys, man. You guys are doing it. You guys are doing it for the culture, man. And as a guy that works in the, in the mud, I would say, um, you guys are constantly giving out gems. Like, I, I ran into you, and I'm like, yo, y'all going to run out of pictures. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. Nah, nah, nah. He works. Yeah. He, nah, he works. He really works, like, like in the field. And tell them because they don't. I don't think they fully appreciate. Yeah, they don't understand. They appreciate. So like, can you tell them that as an insider? Like, I, I think uh, you know when you get something for free, sometimes you tend not to value it the way it should be valued. But as an insider, as a dude that I get to sit in on meetings with CFOs and CEOs and hear plans and I get to see IPOs and get to see different things, the gems they are giving you. And if I had those gems at whatever age or five years ago or ten years ago, to make difference. Uh, I mean, would be huge. But the one thing that sticks out to me, right, is that a lot of times, even university-wise, right, like Harvard, Yale, the university don't make the university. It's the students, mm-hmm. the accomplishments, right? The Mark Zuckerbergs and the cat that did whatever they did after college. So for the people that are taking this information, it's on y'all to raise your game. Because these cats are going to run out of picks eventually. <laughs> <laughs> you, need to raise, you need to raise your <laughs> to ask more questions or better questions or deeper questions. Because it's on the students. What the students accomplish make the university. So, you know, I would say take that wholeheartedly. But these guys have done a tremendous amount of work uh, just in terms of preparation and preparing for the market, man. And I see these guys, I thank them every time just for the platform, you know. And I'm the dude that was texting you, man. I, I got your number. I hit you. I was hitting you. That was me. I appreciate you. We got to talk. I was like, I want to chop up with God. I love iron shop iron. Man. I love talking to these two brothers because it's like every time I learn something new, man. Every time I run into Rashad, we talk five, ten minutes, I walk away with a different gym. Yeah. And I think that's what life's about, right? Like this is about understanding people and understand how to bring the best out of people. And I think you three fellas bring the best out of the community. So I, I, I thank you guys. I'm always humbled to be around brothers that do that. Thank you. But before you go, any advice investing wise that you would give the audience? And can you scoot closer to the mic? Cause they said they, they can't hear you. All right. Um, I would say for me, I'm a critical thinker, right? I think a lot of people don't critically think through companies and it's very simple, right? When you look at companies and investing um, and critically thinking through the process, a lot of people want me have their hand held, right? And say, okay, take me here. When should I buy? How should I buy? How much should I buy? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the process of critical thinking is so important because we're not taught that. We're taught to follow instructions. Raise your hand. Do this. Do that. In this market, the critical thinkers win. Yes. The Jobs, the Elon Musk, the Bill Gates, the Warren Buffets. When you're critically thinking, you're not worried about other people's outcomes. You're worried about your outcome. Now, your recipe may not taste good to me. And so I think I'll tell people when you're investing, it's your recipe. It's not nobody else's recipe. It has to taste good to you. The food tastes good to you. That's all that matters. Don't worry about what the other cat to the left of you is doing the right to you. Focus on your recipe and perfecting your craft because this is a craft. This is like a sport. And so I would say that's the most important part when you're looking at companies is to really critically think through the process before you even get to the numbers. Because once you critically think, the numbers are going to make more sense. 
Yeah. Right. And what, go ahead. But what what sector do you like? Uh, I love tech. I love healthcare. Um, I love industrials, homes. So I think uh, over the next three or five years, right? I, I think we're going to see obviously at the institutional level, the fund managers have to move the money. So mm-hmm. right now, a lot of this selling you're seeing, right? Why are we selling? We're selling because these portfolio managers, right? They, the scale of their portfolio is too heavily weighted in tech. And tech's not a bad thing. It's not exhausting. They have to move into cyclicals, right? Underperformers, undervalues, right? So that's financials, that's housing, that's healthcare. But everything comes back to tech. You want financials, fintech. You want uh, you want healthcare, biotech, medtech, right? Everything is the most scalable business. And so when I look, I want to be in tech. I want to be in healthcare. I want to be in housing. I like consumer. If we can get another stimulus package, I think yeah. once we get through COVID and we get through a lot of stuff like that, we're going to be fine. Um, but right now, I'm I'm still big with tech. I'm still big with healthcare. Um, if you want a little bit of a hedge, go financials because they fundamentally make sense. People are still stressed because they feel like they have a PTSD from 2008. This isn't it. They're as strong as they've ever been. Their balance sheets make sense, right? It's just right now, we're not in a position to take advantage of what they're doing. And is that the reason you think um, fund outflows is are at historic levels because fund managers are rebalancing portfolios right now? Yeah. So this is the time, right, where hedge funds get paid, right? You got to hit your watermark. So you hit that watermark, you get your 20%, whatever your best month is. Um, portfolio managers are long only. So long only is like, you know, the New Burger Bermans, Lord Abbott's, right? Vanguard's, these big funds, they're reallocating. They can't have a portfolio that's 20% Apple. They need to knock that down to 15 or 12%, yeah. right? And they have to either sit that in cash or they have to ro- rotate in cyclicals. They have to figure out, okay, what's undervalued? Where can I place this money? And each fund is different. You got your large cap growth. You have your total value fund. Um, so you have that mixed in with the retail, right? Because what drove the market in the summertime was we had the most retail in the market while most institutional money was on the sideline. Yeah. So the push wasn't the big fish. The push was mostly people who are either new to the market, they're bored, or, or people who are sports betting, right? And that's why guys love DraftKings because everybody who is sports betting is going to now move that money over. Yeah. <laughs> right? Football stack. <laughs> and so you start to look at the market a different way when you understand that the most institutional money ever has been sitting on the sideline. It's going to be choppy. It's going to be unpredictable. There's not going to be stability. But in these times, it's when you get your bread up because you have to have a strategy and recipe to be able to make it through these choppy waters. And when you do, it gets beautiful. Because that's it. That's the key. I, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, yo, can I just say something really quick, nice. man? This is what I'm talking about. And this is a prime example. This dude is from our neighborhood. Like we, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't have to go too far. We just looked across, like, yo, bro, you're super intelligent. Yo, come sit down with us, bro. Yeah, and cross, share this knowledge. Cross town rivals, actually. He's from the next, he's from the it's, next neighborhood over. Listen, man. Well, we don't, we don't listen like playing, listen, <laughs> cross town rivals. We had listen, we, we had a we had a basketball rivalry before anything. Listen, but, you know, man. It so got, it we let bygones be bygones. It got up in the summertime, man. D1, he's a D1 basketball <laughs> player, by the way, Ian. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to get the hoop tournament going. When Kobe <laughs> Listen, man, I, I'm still in shape. I, I, I'm working my way back. So, <laughs> uh, Scott, I, want, I want to ask you one question. Um, you said that the most money, I've heard that before, like so much money is sitting on the sideline right now. Yeah. So in my brain, I'm like, whenever, whenever that money gets deployed back into the market, that's going to be like a tsunami of, of fresh money. Like, yeah. yep. So opportunities will, will come 
vastly like yeah. when that money comes that shit on the sideline yeah. comes back in we, we, no. what, what, what's the time frame what are we thinking late 2021 early 2022 i think we're gonna start seeing it probably shift in uh early 2021 once we get the election um once we kind of get a little bit more clarity on where we're going as a country um if we get a vaccine right so a lot of these things are timely but i want to say at least early 2021 or or mid 2021 you're gonna start to see those flows because you're gonna have to do something with that money right with inflation you can't just sit in cash. Um, so I think moving forward, like, right, it's about having a strategy. Now, I coined it to basketball, right, franchises. You don't want to play for the Knicks. Why? Not because New York's a bad city, not because MSG's not popping, because of management, right? Yeah. So if I look at, if I say, okay, I take James Dole and I switch with Mark Cuban, right, the, the valuation in the Knicks skyrocket, right, because it's a progressive thinker. Mark Cuban's the Elon Musk of basketball, right? He's one of the first guys to really embrace analytics and, Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. They actually hired hedge funds to help with shooting threes and a whole bunch of other stuff, right? But that's the point. The business is good. So if I identify that, if I identify a good business that makes sense, maybe I don't like the management that's coming. Uh, the one stock that I like and not that people have to buy, I, I like it, is Chipotle. Um, and when they, had the, when they had the whole E. coli scare and everything, it was never about the business. It was about the fact that they had bad press. What they do, they went and got the CEO from Taco Bell, who revamped Taco Bell, made them relevant in fast food when they weren't. And he scaled them all the way up because the business always made sense. It was just the management was not able to make it through those rough waters. And so if you were able to identify that and say, hey, I like the business, and now they're giving me they're giving me Mark Cuban as the owner of the Knicks, I'm in. And that's what I mean by critically thinking is that in these times right now, look at businesses, look at the scale, look at what they're doing, look who the, understand who the management is. That's also important. People look yes. at businesses and go, yo, I want to buy this because my boy has it. I want to buy this because it's popping. And it's like, do you trust the CEO? Do you know the CEO's name? Who's the CFO? Who's the CEO? What's their backgrounds? Mm -hmm. What business line do they come from? Are they switching businesses? Do they understand what they're, what they're in? What's the true value of a company, right? When you look at McDonald's, is McDonald's just fast food? They look like a real estate company to me. They own a lot of property. Same thing with that. One. <laughs> we just said that a couple weeks ago. Right? They own a lot of property. Yep. And so yep. that lets you know that they're going to be here for a while. So that's one thing, right? That these companies are massive and they're going to be here. They're not going to have business. But second of all, they have a bunch of different flows of income. And that makes me feel a lot more comfortable, right? When I'm taking my dollars and I'm putting them to work. So if I'm looking right now, there's so much undervalued. There's so much value in the market because there's so many undervalued names that you could literally find so much value once you swim through all this, but people don't want to be patient. And that brings my, my next point is that we have to be patient. 
work your plan. If it's a five-year hold, don't look at the market every day and stretch stuff out. It's a five-year hold. It's a 10-year hold. Go about your day. Get your bread up, add more. If you believe in the position and it's down, it's on sale. Oh, it's, oh, it's lit. <laughs> okay, we, we, we here now, right? And, yeah. and I think that as investors, especially new investors, you have to be patient with yourself, be patient with the process. Don't be afraid to make mistakes and stake your claim. The first thing they told me in investment banking was have a worldview. It don't matter if it's right or wrong or whatever, just have your own view. Because if you have your own view, you can make your own synopsis of what's going on. Don't let nobody else tell you what the world looks like. Um, and that's just kind of how I go about my day when I look at companies I'm investing or for myself, I want to have my own view. It may not coincide with everybody else's view. Well, what's the longest, well, from a client perspective, how long are you seeing clients hold their portfolios? Because so, I want to get some context for the audience. So you have, right, so you have hedge funds, right? And I, I think of hedge funds, I think of the world of investing as the ocean, right? The ocean's vast, it's deep, there's a lot of different creatures, right? And that some people who are new, you're kind of the school, school of fish, you're new. Hedge funds like the sharks, right? They're always looking for opportunity. Mm -hmm. And even when it comes down to meeting with companies, some companies don't want to meet with hedge funds because they don't want them trading their name because yeah. of the value of the stock, right? They're in there, they're running a bunch of different strategies, whether it's long or short. And so they have a different identity than a long only, right? And a long only would be your TIA crafts, your Fidelities, your Vanguards that are going to hold the stock a minimum of five years, mm -hmm. five, seven, 10. And they take that position with the idea of we're going to hold this position for five to seven years in our portfolio. We're not, we don't care. We know we've done our research. We know in five years, right? We, Apple split. Yep. We know in five years, it's going to be 400. <laughs> like we just, we know, we know in five years, we're not going nowhere. And on down days, we buy more, right? We take that excess cash. And so everybody's strategy is going to be different based on the ocean. I call the long only as the whales. They have the most cash on hand. They're the biggest institutions, right? And they can, they basically can handle any rough waters. A whale can handle anything. It's a big ass animal, right? And so mm -hmm. they can handle anything. These long onlys can handle anything. So you have to understand who you're investing with. When you get into the water, who's swimming next to you? When that stock is down, why is it down? Not that just it's down, but why? Yeah. Is it, is, it, is it instability? Is it the election? Is it, what is it that is driving the price down? And when you critically think through that and say, okay, well, I figured out that it was mostly people selling off, but I still see value. Well, then you know what time it is. It's time to get some more. Because if you walk into the supermarket and everything's on sale, you would buy, everybody goes to, loves to go to Costco's, right? And get a big tub of peanut butter because it's on sale. So I look like that. There you have it. There you have it, man. Q, man, I appreciate you. We got to talk. We got to bring you back. We got to come back on the show. Yeah, yeah, you gotta bring you back on the show hey, for a full for a full version, man. I just asked him to pull up. <laughs> yeah, man, y'all listen, y'all are family. Like I said, what y'all are doing uh, for the culture and what you guys are doing for the communities is a beautiful thing. And I'll tell you, ain't too many people who are color where I'm at. And I want I want that to change. Yeah. Uh, I want I, we need more people uh, of our color. We're intelligent, we're hungry, we're ready. It's about being prepared, it's about keeping your eye on the prize. And these guys are gonna take you to the promised land. Just like I said, I employ the, the crowd. I employ the people who are part of the university. As a student, it's your job to make the university better. And at Harvard, at Yale, at Howard, at Morgan State, the schools do not make the students. The students make the schools. So you need to step your game because these guys are giving you gems. Sure. Well, one last question for you, if I can. 
How long do you think before the economy recovers because GDP is getting beat up? No one's talking about it. Corporate debt is at record highs. Being an insider, um, what have you extrapolated about how long it'll take for us to get back on track? Uh, I think we're gonna, it's going to be a long time before we get back on track, right? I think we're going to have waves. So I think you say you look out three, five years because of everything that we're doing, right? We're kind of, you have the Fed that's kind of auto-inflating the economy right now. Mm-hmm. And that only lasts for so long. And you still got to pay that back, right? So it's like, if I keep on taking out the piggy bank, at some point in time, I'm going to go broke. And so I would say three to five, three on a, if everything falls, great, but five, because mm-hmm. you, we're going to have a new president, right? We're going to have new deals. We're going to have companies restructuring. We're going to have more MMA. We're going to have more IPOs. So there's going to be so many things thrown out. It's like right now, right? The IPO market, everybody's hungry for IPOs. Mm-hmm. Right, and because it, it had there hasn't been that level of hunger in a long time for IPO. So I think when you see the market now, you see the way it's structured. We're in for some choppy waters, but I would say about three on the on the good end. I think five by the time we kind of get back to normal uh, and kind of a normalized economy. Um, and it could be a little bit longer than that, but like I said, the idea is just kind of to figure out where you get in, where you fit in, and figure out how to make the best of a bad situation. Do you think this is the our generation's Great Depression and run twenties rolled into one? I think so. I think uh, I think like I said, I think you look back at March and you go right, you slap yourself. Like, oh, I should have played it more. And it's like it was right in front of you. And yeah. I think sometimes, <laughs> right? Sometimes it's too quick. Sometimes it's like too quick. Yeah. Like it's like it's like too quick. Like you you pull up one day and it's a duffel bag for the hundred thousand. Like nah, come on, what the cops at? Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that was, that was the moment. And we had another moment like that recently, right? In September, I think this, we had another moment here and we're going to have a couple more of those, like, aha, like, this is it. Like, this is not too good to be true. Like, yeah. stand up, let's go get it. Cause in about five or 10 years, you'll be happy that you, you put your foot down and, and you planted yourself with something solid. So I, I think that's, that's what we have right now. We're headed to a way better, um, I want to say, I don't want to say financial environment, but a way better structure, the way companies run. I think um, a lot of companies are going to have to reassess how they do things. Mm-hmm. They're not going to have the cash. They're not going to be as cash heavy. A lot of industries are going to be forced to, to change with the times. And we're seeing that now, even from an internal standpoint. When you look at industries, right? Like look at airline industries, right? And 60% of the revenue was derived from business travel. Mm-hmm. Never getting back to that. No. Never getting back to that. So what does that say for the retail how do you get the how do you get the retail consumer back? How do you make up those fund flows? We have to now reevaluate airlines. We have to reevaluate businesses. We're gonna get some consolidation. Um, so I think I said I think we're on the right path. I, the time frame is murky, but I think businesses have to reevaluate themselves and figure out um, you know how to scale. And again, it goes back to technology. Technology is the most scalable part of business. Mm-hmm. And wherever you go, you end up circling back. And so I think that's kind of where I look towards the future in, uh, in, in tech. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. You got to come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, I appreciate y'all, man. I keep on doing y'all things. So they, they're trying to get your Instagram, but you're, it seems like you're private. They're looking like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, yo, man, earners don't play. So you got to go on private, yeah. and then we got to get you in the Facebook group. They're saying, okay. like, yo, we need Q. Oh, yeah, you got to get in the Facebook group. We got to get you in the But Q really, like, he really does this for a living. Yeah. So it's not like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not really on Instagram like yeah. that, like, but he really yeah. does it, like, yeah. as a profession. That's what I said. Like, anytime, and he, Q said he had a five-minute conversation. There's no, we've never had a five-minute conversation. Nah, we don't. Never. Like, we have a conversation, because I'm just, like, blown away. I'm like, yo, this is a strategy. And when you gave that pick last week about iBuy, 
he was like, yo, does Shadi know what he's doing? Yeah, I said the same I, thing. I'm like, you gave that away for free? He was like, yo, yo I, was, he was like, I don't think you know what he's doing. Does he know what he's doing? Yeah. That's my pick. Yo. And I didn't even say that out loud, but that I don't think people really understand what's happening right now. I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't even tell my friends about it. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I, yeah. looked, I looked at the top 10 holding. I said, okay, hold on. I said, so you got the joint, right? Nobody wants to really go shop. You got this portfolio online shopping. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, it don't it, it don't get no clearer than that. I don't have to two 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 plus two is four. So I I, I told the trust that I didn't even tell my friends and family. I said I had to, I had to test the workout first. Make sure it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I had to test the work. You know what I mean? You remember Frank had to put it, make sure it was blue magic. I had to make sure. I had to test magic. it out. And so you know, like I said, I, when you guys are on here giving picks, it's like I don't. I go through my, my screen, right? And I'm like, I'm looking for like ETFs or picks. I'm like, they done gave away all my picks. I, they gave away my picks. Oh, yeah. I don't got nothing to give y'all because they, they done told you everything. And like I said, it's just it's just dope to see, man. It gets me excited because I don't get to have these convos. You know, when I, when I walk into work or I'm gonna, when I'm working, it is predominantly people who don't look like me, mm-hmm. don't understand my culture. Yeah. Just now are beginning to be semi-sympathetic to what we go through as a people in the culture and what your fight was to get there, right? And, yeah. And I, I, if you harken back to my episode, I told you, I started like I started off my career off like Will Smith. Um, I had one suit, no shape up. Okay, I couldn't <laughs> tie a tie. And I, I had to fight from the bottom to get where I'm at. And so I'm just hungry to pull people up because it's not about me anymore. It's about me reaching back and pulling people up or giving people knowledge. So I'm always here um to lend my ear and and give words whether it's encouragement or just what i know right and that's the idea behind it yeah well when you're making your investments what time frame are you looking at and are you on bloomberg terminal or what platform are you using yeah we, we got bloomberg we got FactSet. okay um, and so for me personally like i'm with you guys i'm a long term right yeah and so part of it is because I'm considered like an insider, so I have to hold the stock for minimum 30 days. So if I buy it, I can't just flip it the next day. Yeah. Um, only thing I can sell back and forth is like ETFs. Um, every, but everything goes flows through compliance, right? So if I want to do anything at all, all my accounts are watched by compliance. They flow through compliance. I like long term because I don't have to think about it. I'm not sitting That's easier. out, right? And yeah. I can I can see the vision, and you give the you give the play a chance to open up. I don't know if you watch sports. It goes. He let the play open up, and it's like, yo, sometimes you gotta let the play open up. I don't. If you make the move too fast, you might miss the layup, right? And yeah. You let the play open up. So I like long term. It gives you a better idea of the value of a company than chasing dollars. Are you looking at the daily, weekly? Because I know we have a lot of people that are traders, and I always try and tell people the five minute chart is the worst to execute off of. The higher the time frame you go, the better. But I want to get your perspective on being an insider since you are holding these positions for like a 30-day period. So for, you know, for me, like I said, I go, I go to the scale of the business. I don't even sometimes before I even get to the chart and I start looking at the 20-day or the 50-day or I start getting kind of deep into the numbers and, and into the EBITDA and, you know, into, into the earnings per share ratios, I start looking at it, does it make sense, right? Like who's in their lane, right? I'm driving. Fundamentals. Can, can anybody yeah. get in my lane to stop me from where I'm going? And mm-hmm. I start looking at the scale of the business. I look at the management. And when all that kind of comes together, that's when I start, okay, well, where's my entry point? I know how much I want to invest. I want to invest this. And if I'm, sometimes I'm going to dollar cost average. Sometimes I'm like, I don't care about the entry point and I'm yeah. going to go bread in and I'm going to constantly build a position until I'm comfortable with that position because I know the returns will be there long-term, right? And I want to build something that is sustainable and that is a 
I don't want to call it a pyramid. Like, you know how the Egyptians built pyramids and they're still here today? Yeah. That's how I want to build my portfolio. Yeah. That's how I want to build my portfolio on that base. And so a lot of thought goes into it prior to, before I get to the numbers. And once I get to the numbers, I said, it makes sense. It makes sense. I like subscribe to the satellite theory, which is you purchase ETFs, right? So let's just say you got BGT or you got QQQ, right? And the top holdings are Microsoft and Apple. I want to then own the securities, right? Because mm, okay. you get the ETF, right? You get the winners, but you also get the losers. And so with the satellite theory, you're able to maximize the winners a little bit more to basically make up for some of those points you lose, right? But it enables me to own good companies, quality balance sheets, while owning quality ETFs. So it forces me to stay at a premium and not go dumpster diving. Because a lot of times people are looking for that $15 stock that's going to go to 100 Yeah. Find quality, right? It's like your clothes. I don't want to wear anything. I want to wear a certain echelon of cotton on my body. I don't want to just wear anything because of anything. I want to figure out, okay, cool. I like QQQ. I like the top 10 holdings. I like, the, I like what it does. NASDAQ 100, right? Okay, who top 10 holdings, Apple, Microsoft. I'm cool with that. I, I look at the value. I look at the where we're at in the space right now, where they can go. Mm-hmm. Ooh, now I have positions. If I go to healthcare, if I go to IBB, or if I go to VHT, yep. right? if I'm looking at the holdings, where do I want to be? I want to, if, if, it, if it's healthcare, I want to be in med tech, biotech. What you put in your body, what you put on your body, right? Yep. So, because again, it's all about scale. And so I start looking at the holdings. What can I own? Where can I own? Right? What's my positioning? If I, if I want to go to consumer, Right, and I look at was it uh, XLK? Yo, too much now. Nah, 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 nah. I appreciate yeah. you. Bro. I appreciate you, bro. Nah, too much information. Yeah. Man. I can't, I can't wait to have you back. Yeah, they, they can't. They, certain certain things, man. You got to just yeah. wait around too. I like, told, there's no five minute conversation. Nah, I know. Nah, nah, man, you got to put them in our group chat. <laughs> like now, turn the volume up and put them in a the group chat. My lord, yeah. Yeah. So, but, yo, and, and while you're here, and I just want to acknowledge this because I know a lot of people, shout out to everybody that was in the book club yesterday and we were talking about programs for children. When we had our program and I reached out to have an experience that was authentic that kids have never had before, I hit Cube and he allowed our kids to go see a trading desk. So we went to Morgan Stanley, uh, we went to Wells, we got to see an actual trading desk. Our kids got to experience that. It was something that I never experienced, so they got to see that at 14. So I commend you and appreciate you because you're always looking out for initiatives for our children and especially supporting our program. So we have those type of programs. So I want to thank you personally. No, nah, I'm always here for that. My God. You know that. Y'all family, man. I appreciate, you, bro. I appreciate you. I got one more question. I swear this is the last one. I said it 14 times. I like to. No, I got to. I'm being selfish. Right. I'm being selfish right now. This this the pod before the pod, right? Um, I ask every trader, uh, what's your ideal risk to reward scenario? So being on the inside, you have to hedge risk a lot tighter. But what is your risk to reward? And I swear I'm not going to ask you nothing nah, else. I don't handle the trading aspect. And I'll, I couldn't speak too much on that if I do in terms of what I could say on that. But I don't handle gotcha. I handle a lot of like the research ideas. Right? <clears throat> okay. Bringing different ideas to the table. So if we're going to have a conversation with a, a portfolio manager, right? He's getting the same phone calls from everybody. Everybody's giving had the same ideas. And so I'll give you an example. Uh, I banged on the table for us to have video game coverage because of the mm-hmm. scalability of the environment for two years. I said, why do we not have coverage? We got coverage this year, but that was my idea. Why? Because I understand the business. I grew up on video games. I grew up yeah. understanding 
the scale and where it could go and the monetization of the games. And so like I said, a lot of the stuff I do is so much trading as this providing thought, ideas, research, and, and actually getting to see the whole field. So I, I have to think of myself That's as a point guard and being able to see, okay, I, I understand the ribs, right? We have a derivatives desk. We have an equity desk. We have an electronic trading desk. We have a cash sales desk, right? You have all these businesses. You have fixed income, prime brokerage, um, all these opportunities to do business, but it's about the idea and the scale because when a company takes a $100 million position, let's say Vanguard says we're going to buy $100 million mm -hmm. at Apple, they're not taking that without any leverage, right? They're going to they're yeah. gonna, they're gonna hit the derivatives desk. They're going to hit electronic trading, <clears throat> right? They're going to hit cash trading. They're going to do business with about five or six different desks to leverage and hedge your position. They're not buying that in one day, right? They're going to yeah. buy over a period of time. And they're going to understand how to take advantage. And just in case the market moves a certain way, they can basically hedge their risk. So they say, okay, the most we'll make on this is 60%, but the most we can lose is 10% based on all the fees and everything else that goes in, involved in that. I get to see all that, right? I get to see how the movie's made in a sense. Um, but personally for me, like while I'm looking at risk reward, like I said, I'm looking at the scale of the business. Is gotcha. it scalable? Does it make sense? Is it gonna make money for a long time? I'm patient. Long-term gives you a lot better opportunity in short -term. Not that you can't make bread short-term, not that you can't make bread in different mm -hmm. ways. But for me in my profession, I don't have enough time to track the market every day. Sometimes I'm doing something else. I haven't even looked at that. And so it allows me to have a game plan when I do sit down and start to figure out what I want to do personally with, with my, uh, my own accounts. So Nicola is not one of your top picks then. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that company was BS from the jump, man. Yeah. It's, it smelled, you know, it smelled like it was BS. You knew it. it's too, again, sometimes it's too good to be true. Um, and when, like you guys said, I think on the last pod, you can see, you can see the copycats. When it starts to yeah. work, cast starts to, oh, I'm going to do what he does. Or I'm going to use his lingo. And it's like, that's what happens in this business, right? You'd be able to understand, again, the business. Who's good at what? And the one thing I love about this, right? And I, I'll let you guys go. Uh, like, for example, McDonald's, right? If I understand McDonald's, then by default, I understand Wendy's. Because mm -hmm. that's a direct competitor. But and then Martin. I also understand, right? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. 
Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. I do not also understand commodities because they have beef, right? But then I also understand like UPS and trucking and freight because they have to move that beef. And then I understand, so one company, if you dig deep enough, could take you 12 or 13 different places yeah. without you even having to do research in that because you're trying to understand how the business works. And that's important. So when you scale your thoughts, when I scale my thought, I want to milk my thought for as much as possible. I want to get as much out of the opportunity to learn about a company because if I learn about Apple, it forced me to learn about Microsoft and learn about other things that are coinciding with that business. And those are the things I look for. Like I said, last time I said, we're here, we're mining knowledge, right? I'm, I'm here, I'm in, the, I'm in the mines, I'm looking for knowledge. I'm not looking for dollars. Dollars are gonna come. The knowledge is irreplaceable because you can't take that from me. You would take the money from me, but the knowledge, if I lose a mill, I know how to get it. I'm getting it back. Get it right back. Yep. Right fast. So I'm mining knowledge. When I go into research for a company, I'm researching to milk that company for all it's worth as far as what it's doing, who's this competition, right? And this is public knowledge. You can go on Yahoo Finance and look at the paperwork and say, they'll tell you. You can go to the actual investigations page and the company will tell you who their competition is, who you know, what they do. And a lot of times you'll be surprised because you think a company does one thing and they'll tell you exactly what they do is not what you think it is. Mm-hmm. That goes back to doing your homework. Yo, speaking of Yo, Q, man, you're gonna be right, I appreciate you. to the EYL right Facebook right group. Now, will you go right there? Yeah. We're gonna add you into the EYL YouTube, Facebook man. group, man. We got another guest that we gotta bring on yes, uh Tiffany. Um, but now nah, we definitely gotta bring you right, back. Yes, so, I appreciate my brother. I appreciate, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, man. Hey yo, everybody, he's also a Celtics fan. Shout out to the Celtics. Don't worry, we we're in a good we're in a good space, man. We're in a good space, brother. Talk to me, King. <laughs> yo, add him to our group chat. For hey, yo, man, uh, let you in in the Facebook group right now. Yeah, so let you join right now. UIL University. Hey, Q- there's, there's, a, there's a beverage in the fridge. Q will, Q will be added to the Facebook group tonight, man. Shout out to Q, man. But that was just random. That was just random. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, we had a call. I was like, he's like, yo, I love this show. I love it. I love it. I'm like, yo, bro, we we still shooting at the crib. Like, pull up. He pulled up, shot he had a whole event going on outside. <laughs> you never know what can happen at Ernie Alicia, man. At Ernie Alicia my headquarters. Name, my Davis is wondering what's happening. The Ernie Alicia headquarters, anything is possible. Let's let's random cipher. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, All yeah. Right. So I mean let's let's, let's go from one alumni to the next. Yeah, and while we do that, I'm just gonna give our disclaimer because this, this, this I, is a legendary situation. Right I now. never and we got a couple of records that we broke. I see there's eight hundred oh. 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 Can I, should I go <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm gonna have <laughs> well just do the disclaimer. So we'll do the all right. So all right, so disclaimer, here we go. Do your own research. Q said it, I'm gonna say it again. Do your own research. Our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis for making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and wish to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. Do your homework, y'all, please. Tiffany, thank you. Welcome back. Uh, Welcome back. Yeah, I call that the AKA sue your grandma, not me. Yes, yes. So the budget needs to, if you've been hiding under a rock for the last five years or even longer than that, uh, she's a leader online when it comes to financial literacy. 
and business and just been killing the game and teaching a long list of just common sense things, but also practical things as far as, you know, budgeting and 401ks and how to pay off your debt and student loans and all kinds of stuff. And um, she's, she's just a, 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 a domino. Uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> a legend. She used to be a school teacher, actually started as a school teacher. Mm-hmm. I think she was making like $30,000 a year or something like that. She fired. 30, 39, give me my 9,000. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that. <laughs> and and now, now she's killing the game, running multi-million dollar businesses and just brand is just exploding. So welcome to Market Mondays. Uh, welcome. I appreciate Thank you, you being here. No, thank you guys for having me back. I mean, I know it was an earn your leisure. So, well, let's earn your leisure either way. But no, this is this is dope. It's good that you guys have some feminine energy up in here. You know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> sure, it's been got, a long time coming. Uh-huh. Yeah, we got we got we got a lot of testosterone, so we got yeah. <laughs> we got to balance it out with the ladies. Um, so, Tiffany, um, welcome, welcome to Market Mondays. This is a little different. The last time you was on the podcast, which is mm-hmm. eight, so this is a live show. It's a live experience, and um, it's really dope. So. Uh, you know, I'm sure all of us have questions, and of then we'll course. open it up. We'll open it up to the public for some questions. Yep. But um, first and foremost, I just wanted to, you know, ask the, the, the first and foremost question. Your name is Budgetista, right? Yes. So I, that implies, you know, to me, you're, you're the you're the queen. Of, the queen of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I will say that the Budgetista has just become more of a moniker of like, just like you know, like good at your money. Um, but when I started it. It was, I mean, I, I mean, I was making $39,000 a year in Jersey. So you don't budget, you don't eat. Um, so I got really good at budget and I, I still budget, you know, now it's just different. Budget is bigger. Um, but um, I think it's a, to me, your budget is really a foundation for the rest of your financial life. I know everything else is super sexy, but the budget got me to a 10 figure a year company with no debt and no VC backing. And I don't got to ask nobody what I can, what I can, I cannot do. A budget got me to this house, paid off. We bought it cash, renovated cash, both six figures. Our second property, same thing, paid off, renovated cash. Same thing with my parents' house. I was like, no more work for you, mommy, paid off. So I think not enough people put respect on budget's name, mm. right? right? Because yeah. it's the foundation for the, if you're wanting to do other, the other things to me. So here's the flow for me. It's like you budget so you can save. But it's not saving for saving's sake. You save so you have money to invest and you invest to grow wealth. That's really the flow. I think a lot of people stop. They're like, oh, I'm budgeting. I'm like, no, no, no. You budget to save. Oh, I'm saving. Okay, no, no, no. You really save to invest. And you invest so you can own and ownership equals wealth. Yeah, so as the budget, Issa, as the money got greater and increased, the system stayed the same. Was it an allocation? Is it a percentage? What, what, What kind of budget do you set? Well, the system in in general stays the same. So when I was a preschool teacher, it was like numbers, right? It was like, hey, Tiffany, you're making $3,000 a month. So 250 goes here, 500 goes here, 600 goes there. Because when it comes to a budget, numbers are critically important. But then when I became a business owner, numbers fluctuated too much for that. So it was more so 5% goes here, 20% goes here, 30% goes here. So it's still numbers, but it's a number that fits my lifestyle. And so when I first started the Budgetista, I mean, 0% was going to savings because who could save? I, it was post-recession. I was broke, 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 took all the money out of my retirement account, was living in a room like I just came home. Some of y'all don't even know what that reference means. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so it was hard. So I could, there was, there was zero. 
for the savings component. And now, I mean, I venture to say I live off of maybe 10% of my income, you know, and six, and we live off six figures. So, so the budget is different now where yeah. the better you do, the larger, and I don't even save anymore uh, because we've already have our one year, my financial, uh, my certified financial planner was like, girl, how much more cash do you need you to sit save, on? Yeah. Yes, you know, because yeah. that is one of my kind of like, I, because the recession did me so dirty last time that I can be an oversaver and you have to yeah. cry for my dead cold hands. Um, but I'm like, all right, I'm good. If we have a year's worth of expenses, all right, all right, all right. So I don't even save anymore. So everything else that my husband and I bring into the household, we pay bills with a small amount of it and the rest we invest and now we're setting aside to buy more real estate because I'm just like, you know, let's purchase some more. But yeah, to me, your, your budget is your foundation to the rest of your financial life. If you're wanting to grow wealth, because you can have a lot of wealth. And then if you don't budget it properly, you know, ask Tony Braxton, ask um, Mike Tyson, ask some of these super wealthy athletes at some time. Oh, if you don't, if you don't manage it well, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. And so, um, so yeah. Um, before we jump in, I just want to say publicly, I love you. I thank you so much for being on. <laughs> you're welcome. You know, you're one of my sheroes. And also from like Tina, black entrepreneur, build this amazing brand. I want to get into some of the business gems, but let's take it back to when things were not going well. Mm-hmm. Well, how did you stay motivated when you were broke, broke, broke and not quit? And then what plan did you use to get out of the rut you were in to then be able to elevate to where you are now? So I'm someone who I like to time travel in my head, right? So even as I was living in, I mean, when I say I'm living in a room, so at 25, I was financially perfect up to 26, even though I was making the $39,000 a year. In like three years, I'd say 40,000. I bought a condo. I had 802 credit score. I was doing all the things right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I still knew that there was something more. And then when the recession hit, I lost everything, my job, my retirement account, my house, um, there is something in me that just said, this can't be it. Mm-hmm. Like there are definitely times when I was like, well, damn, this is it. But there was always like this little flame that was like, yo, this cannot be it, Tiffany. The hell? Like you 30 years old at the time and there has to be something better than this. So I would time travel in my head forward to what life could be like if I put the work in now. Yeah. Right. So like, OK, Tiffany, at one point you had a You had a condo. You could get a house back, but you're going to have to buckle down now. You know, like so I remember distinctly I have this journal because I, I like to journal not as much as I used to. But and I wrote down I was reading this book, The Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Right. Yeah. And I wrote down he wrote down like kind of like well, how much your ideal life would cost you. So I was writing down all the things I wanted to do. And it said, like, in order in order for me to have that life, it would cost me about $300,000 a year. And I was like, yeah, that's never going to be. But I put it down in the journal anyway. I wrote myself a check saying like, okay, Tiffany, let's start off with your first business is going to make you $10,000 a month. And and then I just got to work. Getting to work just meant one foot in front of the other. Sometimes it was literally like, like you can't do this on Facebook now. But I knew like I was teaching and speaking and, um, and teaching folks had a budget and I knew I wanted other speaking engagements. So like, for example, Troy, I might go to your, your Facebook page and be like, hmm, he got a headshot. He looked like he might work at a company that might hire me friend. And then yep. cross my fingers, hope you friend me. Then I would ransack your friends list and friend all your friends that look like they might be able to hire me at their job because I wanted you to see 
we post because there was no business pages back then. There was no, um, there were no groups back then. So that's what I would do. I would literally like hijack social media because that was my living and it still is your living resume because I knew if you could see me in action, spoke here, did this, just did this, just did this, that you might be like, huh, we should have her come and speak. And so that's how I started to get out of the rut. It was like, I'm going to volunteer first. And I would ask the places that I volunteer because I was still, I was on unemployment. Can I post you? Like, I'll do this for free, but can I say, um, this is, um, you're a client. And so that's what I would do. Mm. I would post and say, just spoke at client United way doing X, Y, Z. And then if you'd like for me to do the same thing here, please email me here. And then people would message me. So that's how I started to, to work my way out. And I, like I said, there's just something in me that just said, this, this can't be life. There has to be something in you. No one could put that in you. No one can embed that in you. You have to decide for yourself that like it gets better than this and then hold on to that little flame until it gets bigger, bigger, bigger time travel. If you need to daydream about the one day and, and, and one foot in front of the other, you have to make what I call your daily deposits. So I deposit into my dream every single day, even at the level that I am now, there's not a day that doesn't go by. It could be a good thought. It could be a phone call. It could be a book that I'm reading every single day. I deposit into my dreams because my goal is, is that one day I'm going to deposit a hundred million dollars into my bank account. And mm. I know that to be true. I've already time traveled to the future. I've seen it. So I'm just now just working toward what is true. And when you were working to get out of that rut, how many action steps were you taking per day? And how many hours were you working? Per Whatever day? it took, whatever well, it took. It's not about working. Yeah. Well, it's not about working hard. Like even now there might be days where like, I might, like today, I did the real, right? The daytime talk show. They were like, hey, Tiffany, want you to come on and do a segment. I was like, all right. They're like, matter of fact, can you do two? I said, all right. And then I, I just got a, a, a huge book deal with a huge publisher. I can't just say just yet. Mm -hmm. um, and they were like, we need this, 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 this. So in between, I'm like, okay, now I got to work on what they want me to work on. And then I had to take my own podcast. And now I'm on you with you. And yeah. then I'm married. So I got to be like, you good, you good, you good, you good. You want to eat, want to eat, want to eat, want to eat. So you know what I mean? So whatever it takes, there wasn't, there are days where I might work 12 to 16 hours and there are days like this weekend, I did nothing. I went to Rhode Island and just saw beautiful mansions and just imagined that that one day, one of those would be mine. So there are days where my days are like two or three hours and days where my days are 12 to 16 because I am willing to do what's called the work required. It's not about working hard because the work required might one day might be two hours and the work required the next day might be 16. The day will unfold and let you know. And you'll know that it's the, you've done the work required because you've got the result that you sought out for the day. So unless I get my result, then yes, I don't sit down. They're waiting on our invite to come on your, your podcast. I mean, oh yeah, you can, I mean, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. So I do have a podcast, Brown Ambition. Meanwhile, my, my podcast partner, Mandy's like, you don't never big us up. And I totally forgot. Yes. I have a podcast, Brown Ambition. Me and my girl, Mandy, we talk about business. We talk about careers. We talk about, we talk about all things, personal finance and just personal. And it's just two women like vibing out. It's five years old. And um, yeah, we just, I love Brown and Bitch. I feel like it's like the industry insider podcast because I'll mention somebody and then somebody will be reached out like, yeah, somebody from the Washington Post reached out to me talking about, hey, you know, they heard me about, heard you talk about me on the podcast. And I'm like, what? They didn't reach out to me. So, um, but yeah, no, I, yeah. But yeah, I, and honestly, I like working hard. I don't know. I think there's something about putting the work in and seeing the fruits of your labor. Like, 
I am very conscious that can't nobody take this from me. Mm-hmm. The only thing that could happen now to me is if I mess it up for myself. Mm-hmm. There's something about doing, doing the work required that, you know, it's not just a, an accomplishment, but I am very secure that none of this can fall without my doing. I want, I want to ask you, my, my fault, okay. I want to ask you a question um, because I feel like we talk about stock a lot on this show, but it's, it's, it's more just a stock show. It's, it's, a, it's a business show, finance yes. show. And one of the things that's crippling the people the most in this world is debt. Um, even on our podcast, you got to talk about some different strategies to pay off debt. I think it's the avalanche approach and then another approach. Can you talk about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that also too, I think I want people to open up their minds about the market. There are so many markets to invest in. I became a millionaire and I invest in like stocks, but that's not my main source. You know, I feel like you should, a smart investor is an investor that's willing to do the research in the thing they enjoy investing in. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, that, well, and I'll say this too about black and brown people in debt that I'm going to share with you ways to pay off your debt, but I want you to set it and semi forget it. That is not your focus. A study was done that black and brown people focus more on getting out of debt, where the larger population focus more on, on growing wealth. And it is why we are here, because debt is a, is a goal on the way to the destination. It's not the destination itself. Mm. You know, like, it's not like, yeah, I'm debt free. And I would say, so is my four-year-old nephew, Roman. He's still broke. And you can go back broke being debt free. Yes. Debt free don't eco broke. Don't let these people out here fool you. Debt free don't eco broke. Your toddler is debt free. They still broke, he broke, broke. So anyway, here's some of the methods to get out of debt. First method that I like is the snowball method. That's when you pay off the debt with the lowest um, balance first. And you can find snowball calculators online, do your Googles. And so the reason why you do that is because people are emotional and they need early success. So if you pay off the debt with the lowest balance first, and then while you're paying off the debt with the lowest balance, you are also paying the minimum to the rest of your debt on your list. Because you're wanting to give that debt its minimum plus any extra you can pull. So let's just say you could pull an extra $500 a month from your budget, you know? So first debt gets its minimum plus the 500. Once that debt is paid off, you roll over that full amount to the second lowest debt. Second lowest debt gets first lowest debt's minimum, its minimum, plus that 500. You pay off that debt, you roll it over. So imagine like a snowball rolling down the hill that the more it rolls, the bigger it gets. So the premise of the snowball method is as you get to debt with bigger and bigger balances, you have more and more money to put toward it because you're collecting minimums along the way. The other method is the avalanche method. If for those of you who are really linear and the avalanche or really logical, the avalanche method actually makes more sense, um, not emotional sense, but makes more mental sense in that you pay off the debt with the highest interest rate first because that's the debt that's the most expensive. And the same thing, you pay off the debt with the highest interest rate, then roll it over to the second debt with the, with the second highest interest rate. I believe in doing a mix, start with the snowball, and when it makes sense, knock out debt with the highest, highest interest rate. So, but honestly, you said it and somehow forget it. I, like, uh, I call him Jake the Thief. When I was like 27, a friend of mine who had like a Lambo, a penthouse in New York, so I thought he was rich. And I was like, yo, teach me how to invest. And he promptly stole my money, but he's in jail now. <laughs> so he, um, <laughs> and so he, he left me, it left me $35,000 in debt. And I remember that I put all my energy for two and a half years into paying off that debt. And I remember when it was finally paid off my credit card debt, I was like so excited. And I was like, yes, I paid off the debt. I did it. And I looked around and I was still living in a room. And that's when the light bulb went on. Like, the hell are you doing, Tiffany? All this time, you did all this. And yes, you're, you paid off the debt. Because the next I had on my list was my student loan debt. And I said to myself, you know what? 
I'm going to pay just the minimum to the student loan debt because that's $50,000. I don't want to spend another three years working on getting debt free just to be still in this room. And I'm going to spend the next three years working on my business investing. Mm -hmm. And so and then it took uh, three, maybe I want to say maybe four years. And then one day I was able to write a full $52,000 check to my student loan debt like it was nothing. And so that's why I say I want you to focus on growing wealth and investing and allow debt to happen as a result of growing wealth, not for it to be the goal itself. That's, that's incredible because, Ian, we just had this conversation maybe three hours ago when we, yeah. in our book club, shout out to everybody that was in the book club yesterday about that scarcity mindset, where it's like, whatever we lack, we focus on. Yes. And whether the, if I, I lack money, I'll focus on trying to get money. If I lack food, all I can think about is getting food. If, I, if I'm trying to be deaf, all I can think about is a debt. What you're saying, and I agree with you, it's like, yo, we should focus on the investment piece, and that will take care of the other part. And Everything I'm gonna, else. I'm going to let you ask your question, but I just wanted to make a statement, too, because I feel like, especially black people, a lot of times we feel like there's, there's no such thing as, as credit jail. Like, I used to have cre terrible credit when I was in college. Yes. I got out of college. I ran up credit cards, and I actually, I think I had a, a lien or a judgment on one of the credit cards I couldn't pay back when I was, like, in my early 20s. And um, a EYL, one of our EYL alumni, shout out to PTG, they just dropped a car off for me. We'll, reveal, we'll, we'll do a whole revealing. But uh, what was my credit score? 852? 852. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Don't ever let somebody tell you that. Yes. If you got bad yeah. credit. Don't let credit hold you I up. don't sweat credit. I just like, honestly, of, of all the things to worry about, it's the least you should it's worry important. about your financial. Because it's the easiest thing to trick. Yep. Right? Like, you're like, oh, hey, hey, grandma, you can put me on your credit card as an authorized user. Boom, some points. You know, hey, let me pay off a credit card. This is what I, when I lost my job and I, my credit score fell from like an 802 to a 547 after I couldn't afford my mortgage and went into foreclosure. I put a, a, a debt, um, a debt lawyer told me, Tiffany, get a credit card, uh, put Netflix on it or the gym, your gym membership on it and pay off every month in full. Boom, boom, boom. I did, I did it for two. I used to call my jump like Jordan card, right? I'm like, yo, this credit card is about to jump like Jordan. I did it with two. And in like two and a half years, my 547 became a 750 with an active foreclosure. Some of y'all don't have no foreclosure, still don't have no 750, right? And I was just like, yo, so credit, I don't sweat credit. Like, like now my credit score is probably like, I don't know, 807, I think last time I checked. Quite honestly, I don't care. I can raise credit like this. I'm focused on growing wealth. I'm focused on managing debt. I'm actually debt-free like a four-year-old, but I'm focused on managing uh, debt. I'm focused on, on increasing um, business opportunities. I'm always, like my mentee always tell me like, yo, Tiffany, you wait on a coin. I'm like, I will. Yo, I will have an idea that I know I probably won't see the money for for five to 10 years. I'm good mm -hmm. on that. Yep. Because if you start planting seeds now, like I'm 40, yo, I'm reaping my 30-year-old seeds. Well, people don't get, that's why I don't mind planting seeds at 40. I'm not going to see the 50 because I'm like, I'm good. I'm reaping millions of dollars because of seeds I planted at 30, 31, 32, 33. If you continue to plant, you will continue to reap. And that's the issue is that most people, the reason why they don't achieve the wealth and the success that they want is that at some point they don't see the seed grow fast enough. Fast so they enough. stop. Right. Yep. And then five years later, one of those seeds sprouts up and they're like, oh, snap, that's from five years ago. And you realize like, dang, had I kept going, you will, I will always reap. Not only will I always reap, my kids will reap, my kids' kids will reap, my kids' kids will reap, because I have set it up that I am depositing every day. I'm planting every single day. So I don't mind waiting on a coin. I have ideas that I'm like, bet. 
that's a billion dollar business in about 15 years away the market mm-hmm. is going like i was just watching like um i don't know i mean i'm sure you guys have been following like what's happening with joe button yep. button right let me get my jersey my fellow jersey uh, brighter uh, uh, right you can put the s on it right yeah. <laughs> right, right? and so like even kanye i mean you know kanye but still uh, kanye, right, brother, right? i know and so um and then two um like I was watching this interview. I mean, I watched it, uh, Dame's interview with y'all, but I had watched some interview that he did with somebody else. And he said something that I was like, yo, tattoo this on your arm. If you don't get nothing else from me today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply is this he said i wish young brothers would understand that the purpose what the purpose of work truly is people think they work to work people think they work to go out to the club people think they work to get dipped and fresh and fly no the purpose of working is to own so the thing that you own will one day put your behind out of work so i think about that every day like yo i am putting in this work to create greater ownership what's the next property i can buy yeah do i start another business you know, um, do I do I put more more energy and, and funds into my current businesses? You know, um, what ETFs am I going to am I going to am I going to increase? Am I going to put more money in my four hundred one k? Not my four hundred one k. I have a, a Roth. Well, I don't have a Roth because I'm, I'm wait, make too much for that. But um, into my um, into my step, am I going to put money into? Am I going to set aside money for for a, another property to buy? So I'm constantly thinking like I am working to own, not working to work, and. Like, it doesn't mean I don't enjoy life. Like, before the pandemic hit, I used to travel, like, all the time, you know? Like, there's nothing that I can, like, my husband always says, like, what do you want? And I'm like, yo, there's nothing, bro, I have everything that, I mean, like, my car is paid off. Like, it's a cute little Lincoln MKZ. I mean, I know people are like, oh, you could, if I wanted to buy a Lambo, I I could do that. But then you'll get it, and it'll sit there, and and it won't be anything. Yes, for me, I want to work for ownership, and I honestly could possibly not work now if I didn't want to, but I, but I enjoy it. And that's what I want for black and brown people, people that look like me to create an environment that the things that they own are, are going to work for them. So they don't have to work as hard or work, work as much. Or I always have a passion project on the back burner that a project that it's, this is what keeps me um, going. Ian, you asked me before, something that keeps me going is that I always have a project that I'm working on. And it's not about money. It's not about nothing. It's just about I like it and I enjoy it. And oftentimes the, it comes to fruition. Like I wrote this children's book called, called Happy Birthday, Molly Moore. Matter of fact, let me do a band of black on you. Go ahead. <laughs> you know? yeah. Right? Yeah. right? So this is how I look when I was her age. Available at mollymore.com. Anyway, right? So this was a passion project that I've yeah. been working on for like five, six years. Didn't think anything of it. And then finally I was like, you know what? Because it just made me happy. I used to be a preschool teacher. I was like, yo, babies need to learn about financial education in a way that's age appropriate. Yo, I'm the one to write it. Put lesson plans at the back of the book. The book rhymes. Her daddy is, is peanut butter. Her mama is chocolate. I just, it was something that I just was daddy like. Is peanut butter. Her mama is chocolate. Right? Because, you know, they always try to make the girl light skin and the dude got to be dust. Why? Why can't mama be chocolate? Right? And so I wrote this book. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a Kickstarter for it. Let me just see. 
Let me see if, because I wanted to give books to communities like Newark, where I live, right? To Oakland, to Dade County in, in, in Florida. I wanted to give community, book, this book to communities of color. Did a Kickstarter, asked for 35,000, got 70,000. Mm-hmm. Then after that, put the book out, 10,000 copies sold. Yo, most books in their lifetime don't never sell, sell more than two. Yeah. Two, two yeah. is the, is the, like you typically, yo, this book came out in March. It is now, what, September? 10,000 copies sold already. And you haven't even oh. seen me go hard. If yeah. I tell you the, the, the television networks that have reached out, talking about, um, we would love to buy Molly Moore and turn her to a show, I bet you would. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna master me now, ownership, right? Yeah. If I tell you the, the, um, the, the book publishing companies that have reached out, we would love to buy Molly Moore. I bet you would, so would I. Why would I give up something that I own? So now this passion project, I honestly think she's the next door. You know, I think this is my Billy business, honestly. I'm yep. saying it now, 10, 15 years from now, I think this is my Billy business because of the reaction I'm getting out there in the streets. But have something, even as you're working toward wealth and, and growth, have something that you just do for doing sake. I mean, it might turn into something like this. I mean, you might like to crochet. Who cares? But you should have other things too, like aside from, from just growing wealth. But wealth should always, it's always on my mind of like, how can I, how can I turn what I'm doing? Like, I'm not just on social media key keying. Like... Yo, I'm like, this is, like I said, the budget needs to, well, really my, my online school, it's a 10 figure a year business. Yeah. Like that's crazy from preschool teacher to running a $10 million a year business, you know, with no debt, no VC funding. Eight, eight, eight figures, 10, 10 million. Eight figures. Oh, eight, eight figures. My bad. Woo! We were claiming that though. Eight figures. Eight figures. Yeah. We were yes. time yes. traveling. Yes, right? I am time traveling. Don't let that go over yet. Don't let that go over Yeah, but I mean, I just, that's what I just want for us. I just feel like what you start to recognize is that once you get to a certain level, you realize that it's not that hard. Meaning that it's a lot of work, but it's yeah. doable work. You know, like if you take the time to learn how to how to analyze stock, if you take the time to learn how to analyze real estate, if you take the time to put the end time and energy into your business, once you reach a certain level, I'm 10 years in the game. So literally I have done things like I promise you, if I wanted to do if I wanted to make six figures um, in the next three days and I've done this, I could just like that. I could call and I've done this. I, I could call up a friend who has a dope resource and say, Hey, I love this thing that you're doing. I want to share it with my who my dream catchers. And I've done this. And she's been like, all right, you know, I think it's dope. So my job is my team pushes out the marketing. So most times I've done this, no marketing spend pushes out the marketing, post it on social, send it to my email list, 600,000 people. Then I do a live with my friend saying, Hey, she's dope. She's going to teach this class, sign up for the class. Then she shares her amazing product or resource. And then last time we did this, I think it was, we made $230,000 in like three hours. Mm-hmm. So last time we did this, but typically it takes about three or four days. But I shared that, not to stunt, but stunt it. I shared <laughs> that because I want you to understand that once you reach a certain level, yo, the- It's on the, autopilot. The opportunities, yeah. you just got to get to that level. That's yep. it. If you just, just keep going, like you have not because you have not worked now. You can't want this and want to put in this level of work. That's not how that works. I'm not willing to put in Beyonce level of work. That's why I'm not Beyonce. I'm okay with that because I see, I'm like, mm, that looks like something like she's like this close to death. She even <laughs> said herself with homecoming, I'm never going to work that hard again. Yeah. So it's okay to say, you know what? 
I kind of would like this, but I'm willing to put in this work so that you're going to get this. No problem. But you can't ask for this and then put in this. You, you have to hold yourself to what I call the expectation of excellence. That, you know, like this is not your mother looking over, did you do your homework? You, you have to be willing to put in the work. Yeah. I, I have a question. No, yeah. go ahead, Troy. And I was going to say, and, and that was like a lot of the feedback was like, a lot of parents that are earners, obviously, and, and some people on YouTube are like, yo, how do I teach my kids? How do I teach my kids? That's why I think I love the Molly Moore book, because like you said, there's lessons in the back. And so just show, they, they, where's the book? What's the book? That's the book. That's the book. <laughs> As a teacher, right, you decided, no, that's natural. I know how to write lesson plans. I'm already doing financial literacy. Let me add it to it. So this is, this is a great resource, y'all. Yeah. And maximizing, too, like, I want you to, you can monetize and maximize what you're good at. Like, quiet is kept. I'm good at one thing, teaching. Like, it's not like I'm not out here like, oh, I'm a day trader. Okay, options, futures. I'm not doing none of that. Yeah. I'm good at teaching. Focus. So I was like, huh, I could teach through. I have uh, adult books that I've written, the one-week budget, my literature challenges. I can teach through my blog. I could teach through my social. I could teach on stage. I've written curriculum. I wrote curriculum for NASDAQ. For their, they have a, um, a nonprofit arm. I can write curriculum. So for me, I'm always asking myself, how can I flip teaching in how many different ways so you don't have to be good at twenty thousand things you can be good at one thing monetize it a little bit and then what will happen is is that the next step is revealed right you don't get to go to the, see the next board until you complete this board so many people want to walk from jersey to california or want to drive from jersey to california but they're like yo my headlights don't shine that far i'm not going i can't see the way that's not how headlights work right you get in the car turn on the lights and it shows what 60 feet in front of you and then when you close that 60 feet gap then the next 60 feet is revealed right and so that's the way life and success works that i maybe i will get to oprah level i don't know i don't know you what will. those steps look like right all i know is yo i'm working on these 60 feet right there when i close that gap i'm like oh snap like i'll give you an example my um i just had her on my podcast brown ambition my my mentor her name is lynette Confani cox Dope black women, one of the first black women on um, on TV talking about money. And I remember when I first started 10 years ago, she said, this is for the big dogs. You're not ready for this yet. But one day you're going to do something called an SMT. And I was like, what's that? She's like, it's called a satellite media tour. And you literally sit in front of a camera for a few hours and you get interviewed by all these different like ABC in Nashville, NBC in, in California, whatever. And it's for a brand. So maybe the brand is like, you know, Budget Nista hires you. And you sit and they give you special messaging like, okay, so all these places that interview you, I want you to talk about how the budget needs to have the new book, Happy Birthday, Molly Moore. And so, and I was like, okay. And she was like, you get paid on the low end, $15,000, $20,000, on the high end, $60,000. Mm -hmm. I'm like, in a day to sit in front of a camera for three hours and say the same three, like, like to do the same three Same talking points, yeah. And I was like, yo, that sounds crazy. I just did like two of them, like busting them out. And I was just like, so you see that as you get, as you do the work, other opportunities unfold to you. They unfold. I say no way more than I say yes in my inbox. I could probably make a million dollars just off the shady dealings of people in my inbox. Like, yo, I got a new app. I bet you do. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. Like I said, monetizing, putting in the work. Um, doing the work for investing. Like if, like I said, I, I'm not a big, I mean, I invest in the market, but it's just not my comfort zone. So I have found my 
own marketing, my own oh, market. So, right. So like, I like IP into, into um, intellectual property. So I wrote a ton of books. So I was mindful because same thing my mentor told me, I said, should I try to go for a traditional publishing deal in the beginning or should I self-publish? And she was like, honestly, let me tell you something, girl, get yourself. So this is my one week budget. Okay. Live with your challenge. Okay. Credit yep. edition. Okay. Savings edition. Okay. So, right. So I self-published these books plus more. I have about six self-published books. So now I signed this big old contract with this new publishing company. Well, not new. It's, it's the biggest publishing company in the world. I signed this big old contract with them. And when that book comes out, a rising tide lifts all boats. So when that book comes out, they're going to put, because Those of what assets. they paid for, mm -hmm, yeah. what they paid for that book, they're going to put all this asset. Guess what people are going to do? Googling Budgetista. And guess what other books are going to sell that I own 100%. This book, this book, Molly Moore. So I expect an uptick as a result. And what that what are the four other investment opportunities that you like outside of intellectual property? So I like real estate. I like hard investments. I like things I can touch and feel. So I like real estate. I'm looking because my husband um, is a super. So he manages 300 units in Newark. I'm like, bro, if you can do that, we can get a 10 unit. Yeah. You know, like you can, this is what you do. So I like investing. I mean, I like um, real estate. I love business. Um, yeah because i i like being in control and that you know with the with the right time and effort um it's something even with real estate i feel like you know there's some things that are out of your hands but with business being the ceo oh, of my yeah. business is yeah like as long as i'm willing to do what i'm supposed to do i can win so i would say real estate businesses um ip and honestly if i'm going to invest in the market i'm like super safe like the gentleman before i'm an etf girl i'm a i'm a passive uh, mutual fund yep. you know Index. Yep. Mm -hmm. and so like i'm just like okay you know like that's i mean and i do like i like um i like robin hood so like you know if a stock comes out and i've done my my research i have a a group my, my sister um uh carol she's an engineer but she like really loves stocks so we have like a me and my i'm one of five girls we have like our our group chat and we'll We'll message back and forth so she does all this research and then we'll talk about it so i'll give you a, a, an example she bought tesla when it was 30 dollars a share 30 dollars a share and she was telling me about it. i can remember she was like yo you know i'm hearing about this in my industry there's this car coming out i was like yeah girl and she's like all right i'm putting 1500 in y'all want to get in i was like i'm good and then I remember when it was like a hundred and something, she was like, yo, I've already like tripled my money. Y'all sure? Y'all sure? I was like, I'm good. And now she's like, now when Carol talks, I'm like, uh, exactly. For real. What? I'll be like, I mean, my rule is if I can't buy 50 shares, I don't want it, you know? Um, but yeah, so that, that is probably my, my, my fourth, but least favorite way to invest because I like the control of knowing that I have control over the, over the asset versus like me having to do all this research to figure out like, have I picked the right asset? But that's just me, there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like, I mean, people and, make money either way. And when things were not going as well for you, what were some of the things that you put in place to overcome self-sabotage? So, cause I know when I was broke, when you come out of that, you don't always take all the action steps that you need to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. Did you experience that? And then how did you work your way out of it if you did? Yeah, honestly, I think it's normal to feel discouraged. I mean, you're a human being. And yeah. so what helped me is, I was just telling my friend this the other day that whenever I'm in a funk, because I still get in a funk. I mean, money don't, money don't make your life perfect. It just At makes all. your life. Yeah. So when I was in a funk, what I did was, what I do still is I tell myself, yo, 
you are watching the Tiffany channel for too long. Meaning it's me, 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 I, 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 I. And then I tell myself, how can I be of service to someone else? Is it my mentee that I need to call? Do I need to go down to Penn Station in Newark and feed some homeless folks and see how they're doing? Um, do I need to ask my sister, does she need to babysit, babysitter for the kids? So that is, that is the way that I lift myself out of the funk is by making my life not just about me, you know, because I always remind myself, like, you are blessed beyond measure. Girl, you used to live in a room. Mm -hmm. You were able to retire your mama. That's like everyone's dream. Yeah. Like, cry me a river, Tiffany. Like, so... So for me, yes, volunteering and giving of myself um, and taking myself out of the picture and changing the Tiffany channel to something else is the, the best way that I find to get myself um, out of the funk and also traveling, but you can't do that as much right no, now. No, no, not right now, yeah. Mm -hmm. let, let, let's do this, because this, this show has been um, action-packed. Shout yeah. out to Q. Um, shout, and, out, yo, shout out to everybody it's, on YouTube. It's, it's been rapid fire, so if you watch Market Mondays, you know one of the crown jewels of it is that it's an interactive show. People get to ask questions. Yes. That's going to be limited, obviously, because it ran over a little bit longer. But we would like to get some questions, if that's okay, Tiff. You want? Yes, to of course. Bring it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to. I know we ain't, we ain't miss breaking news alert. I see it. Five point six. On oh YouTube. yeah! Shout out to YouTube. Shout um, out to that's a record. Five point six. Appreciate you guys. Okay. And um, shout out to all the earners, man. We had like 830 at one point. Yeah. That's, that's super incredible. Shout greatest, out to y'all. Greatest show. And on shout out to whoever put the somebody put the money that football score. Okay, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> greatest show on earth. <laughs> this is the greatest show on Monday nights. Here we go. Nadine, you have been unmuted. Unmute yourself. What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, what's going on, brother? How are you? Pretty good. Hey, Tiffany, I had a question for you. Um, when you were when you were in school and you had student debt. What did you do or what are the different things you did to pay those off aside from your full-time job? Did you pick up another job on the side? Did you babysit? I just want to get kind of get creative. Yeah. I paid down about maybe 15000 just in quarantine of my student loans. So I only got a little bit left. Congratulations. So I'm trying to think about, thank you. I'm just trying to think about how to get creative to pay that last 5000 down. Absolutely. I, I always had a side hustle. So two things I did the most was I babysat to your point and I tutored. Because if you're going to get a side hustle, one of the best ways to maximize your time is to extend what you already do at work. So for me, tutoring was like, who's not going to hire a preschool teacher to watch a little one? Hello, I do that already, you know, or to do what you have a degree in so you can get or a certificate or whatever. And so you can get paid the most. And so, yes, I absolutely um, worked on the side. I mean, I still, I guess you could say, have some side hustles where I can make uh, uh, money on the side. My, my books passively make a few thousand dollars uh, a month. So I'm all for diversifying the way income flows into your life. So, but congratulations. But remember what I said, I want you to be more aggressive with growing wealth than you are with paying off debt, especially debt where the interest rate is below double digits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that, that's a key takeaway for me today. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Nadine. Thank, thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. I, I'm, I'm in that situation. Like I see the student loan debt I know there's no interest right now. I'm thinking to myself, do I pay it off or do I wait for a new administration to come in? They might do something with student loan. I was supposed to be part of that, that public uh, forgiveness. It ain't happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm on the fence. Let's see. Uh, Sherry, we coming to you. I hope I said, is it Sherry or Sheree? Sherry. Sherry. Sherry, what's going on? Hi, how are you? Oh my God, this is so amazing. I'm so overwhelmed because Tiffany, I was not expecting you and I was a member of LRA last year and I graduated to EYL, Dream okay. Building the House. Yes. I was, oh my God, I'm like so overwhelmed. I don't even know what to do myself. My heart is beating so fast. So I believed in foundations from being part of LRA. I believed in 
building a solid foundation. So I know I'm not ready for investing yet. So my question was more about foundations and not investing. So originally I was going to pose this to Rashad and Ian, but of course, Tiffany, Rashad, Ian, and of course you, Troy, too. Um, so my question was about um, the... Do you guys participate or what are your thoughts on the fi fixed indexed annuities and the private placement life insurance? Like I was reading and it sounds too good to be true. And usually when it sounds too good to be true, it is. And so I was just wondering, is this something y'all are actually doing that you participate in? Like, wh what are your thoughts on that? Um, I could speak about, I could speak about fixed indexed annuities. Um, I wouldn't really recommend a fixed indexed annuity or a, Probably in a new, if, if you're under, you sound like you, you might be young, like under 40. How old are you? Oh, you're sweet. Thanks. 39. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So you're under 40 years old. So, I mean, annuities might not be the best route for you to go um, at this at this age, um, especially if you are going to do annuities. It'd probably be a variable annuity as opposed to a fixed index annuity. I think we talked about annuities in my financial planning class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But long story short, um, the fees involved with annuities and then there's, there's, there's this other um Penalties as far as if you leave early, there's usually what's called a surrender charge um, schedule, surrender schedule. So it's like like every year for like seven years, it might be like 7% the first year and then 6%, 5%, 4%, 3%, 2%, 1%. So I say I have to say it's, it's more of a like you're locked in for a longer period of time. So um, not to say that annuities are bad because they do have certain guarantees that you can add to annuities that you can't add to just regular stock investments. But uh, I personally probably wouldn't go that route if I was you just looking to invest. I would, I would, more, I would go more towards um, index funds or ETFs, mm -hmm. or even mutual funds if you want to go that route. But um, that would just be my own personal opinion on it. Okay, thank you. I was I was wondering because in in the book Money Master the Game, which I know is the next book in the uh, yeah. book club, but I had already started it. I'm already in. I didn't want to slow down, so I'm gonna keep going. Um, yeah. But they they were really touting it, and I just it kind of sounded too good to be true. And it sounds like it's not. It may not be too good to be true, but it's not right for me. So that's enough. I always say I always say in, in life, there's really it's, it's really, life is more gray area than black mm -hmm. and white, right? So it's not to say that it's bad, but it's just everybody's situation is different. So, you know, you have to just look at it on a case by case basis and what works for you. What works for you might not work for somebody else. I think that's what, that's true with most financial yep. vehicles. I don't think there's really like two like really bad financial vehicles. It's just a matter of whether that's the right vehicle for you at that point in time. Mm -hmm. That's just my, my, my take on it. Yes. And we're starting that uh, in about a month. So we got uh, we're going to be doing moving next week. So make sure you're in there. Ian, we got to have you in there, too, bro. It's going it's going to be an exciting book club. Shout out to it's, everybody. It's, it's Ian now. It's Ian left <laughs> building. Um, did he I think I think I think they kicked Ian off of Zoom. Oh <laughs> no! No, My battery was dying, so I was gonna get my charger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. I, I was saying we got we gotta have you come into the book club. We're doing Money Master the game, so. Oh man, you know I'm gonna talk for nine hours. You gonna hit me with guidelines for real? <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. I love to. I love so we, to. we go. I, I'm expecting to see you there. Everybody that's been a part of it has been amazing. So I appreciate you for calling in. No. I ain't offended by that, man. It's all love up here. Yes. She's with us. She's with us. All right, let's go. We, uh, let's see a new name we haven't seen. Oh, man. All right, let's go to Nicholas. Nicholas, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, what's Nicholas. going on, brother? What's up? Hey, uh, I just want to say thank you to all of y'all. I dropped some real gems tonight. I watched for about a month now. So, um, yeah, my girl just got the EYL University, so I'm in here now. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the team. You did, um, you, did, you, did, you did. You got a membership or your girl got a membership? She did. I got the Trapper course. So, you know, we, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, so, so you earn it by association. Not, they're, they're on a couple's plan. <laughs> yeah, you feel me? See, Ian, feel me. You know what I'm saying? Give me your own people, man. I'm a fellow member, bro. I just use our account. They did the Netflix. What's going on, bro? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so my question is uh, it's like not really an investing question, but uh, I'm a teacher. Uh, I teach in New York. Uh, I teach middle schoolers, so I want to start a financial literacy club at the school Mm -hmm. for the students. So I want to know, like, what's the best way to engage students uh, in teaching them that? Because I know, like, that's not that's not something they learn in school. I've never learned in school. I had to wait till after I finished college to really learn about it. So, like, what's the best way to really get them engaged and kind of just introduce them to it? Can well, I answer this? Oh, okay, okay, Queen, no, no, Queen, you go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. No, you go, ladies. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that. So, I, you know, I wrote the law for New Jersey. Well, me and um and my friend Assemblywoman Angela B. McKnight, we wrote a financial literacy law, making it mandatory for for middle school students in New Jersey to get financial Don't education. Don't let that go over your head. I wrote the law. No, I'm saying. So there's already a law. It's the budget needs the law. It's right. Yeah, you know. I mean, honestly, track. yeah, it's you called A1414, but in the streets, we call it the budget needs the law. Exactly. All right. So, but here's what I say, um, Nicholas, that when the, I mean, and you know this as a teacher, right, that when kids are young, you have to make it interactive. You know, right. so it can't just be like, I mean, I mean, you just know that it can't be like worksheets and and make it real. So my um, my stepdaughter, she's uh, 14. But when she was like 12 and things, we would make it really interactive. She was like, oh, I want to start a lip gloss business. So you might do that, like have the class start a business and work their way through, work their way through budgeting for the business, saving, figuring out profit and loss. But do you see like making it interactive and real for them? But because you are already a teacher, so the lessons that you're, the way you teach now, you're just extending that into financial education. But ideally, if you can make a class project that has real life application, like I said, um, starting a business, opening up bank accounts, then to me, that's just the best way. This is what I encourage teachers in Jersey, that when they're teaching financial education, if you're teaching really little ones, then you really want them, most of them are kinesthetic learners, so meaning that they need to feel things. So a lot of art projects, we used to do savings boxes made out of shoe boxes where we cut out pictures of things we wanted, or we would collect pennies and put them into a jar and then count them every week. And then we would have like this thermometer that we would, we would show how, how many pennies we'd save. So for really little ones, that kind of tangible stuff is important. And as they get a little older, real life application is super important. Yeah. And I'm just going to add really quick, like, I agree with you. Having tangibles is important and, and having something that they could actually see the outcome for so like you said i know you said you created a business when we were doing the program we had kids create their own businesses and some of them really worked they created their own uh, babysitting uh, service mm-hmm. after school tutoring but also use food man especially with middle schoolers like i can't stress enough how great pizza is if you especially if you're teaching stocks like when the food comes it's, it grabs their attention and then we explain what, what the pies mean what each slice mean and it breaks down into stocks it's perfect, man. Use food. Pizza is golden. Trust me. Hey. <laughs> no, no. You guys answered. Like, candies and gifts are always good. The older they get, um, of course, like, include money. But for kids, candy is always a good way to get them. Like you say, it has to be hands-on. You can't show them a chart mm-hmm. and say, hey, this is the best way to invest or talk to them. They need to get a reward out of that. So that's my only uh, takeaway. Yeah. But you guys nailed that perfectly. And make it relative, too, right? So if there's something in the news that you know uh, – that they use, right? Whether it be Netflix. I know uh, when we were doing this, we were talking about Netflix because they watch Netflix all the time. Like right now, like my son sees TikTok on the news. 
all right, that's an entry point now. You see what I'm saying? So anything that's yep. relevant to their lives, make it relevant into the lesson that you're trying to teach. But I salute you. Shout out to middle school. I, was, I did middle school for eight years. Oh, that's a hard, mm-mm. give me Tough little one. ones any day. But, but, but I think it's also important because it's like, you know, you have to um, use your skill set. So like Troy, you know, he's a teacher. He used to be a teacher. Still a teacher. <laughs> Still a teacher. Always a teacher. Always a teacher. a teacher. Come on, Tim. Just in a you different capacity. Life, <laughs> so now when we have, you know, our book club for um, EYL University, it makes sense that he runs up the book club and writes the curriculum and things of that nature because mm-hmm. now he might not have been an entrepreneur his whole life or in business his whole life, but he has a skill set yep. that we can use for our business now. So I think that it's important. A lot of times people look at themselves like, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm not in business. Well, you, you've done something. And now whatever you did, you can, if you were selling clothes in Nordstrom's, you have great salesmanship. Like you, mm-hmm. you, can, you know how to sell things to people. So now you can apply that into the business world. So I think no matter what it is, it's just like education is just a perfect example. Most teachers don't look at themselves as business people or, right. or entrepreneurs. But now, you know, for EYL University, which is an educational platform, he's able to use his educational yeah. background to add value to, to the members. So. And, and it's dope because it's like an inspiration. Like I've gotten so many, yo, this is inspiring. What you're doing mm-hmm. is inspiring. And it's just a mindset thing, right? I told like everybody, like, you don't want me in your school at this point because I'm gonna try to free everybody. I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. you are a boss. Like, and that's the most important thing. I tell people like, yo, just leave from where you are. Yes. Just do the work, leave yeah. from where, I don't care what you, like, people look at like, oh, he teaches phys ed and he doesn't, I don't, I'm leading for where I am. My impact is gonna be greater than the classroom teacher because I know the kids love coming to see me. Yeah, I mean, it's if you just, you, what did they say? They bloom where you're planted, right? Like I got a, a mailman, his name is Andy. And before he had my root where I live, yo, I heard about him. People were like, yo, you got Andy? I'm like, the hell? The mailman? He's like an older white dude. Maybe like, I want to say, maybe like 48, 50. Yo, but when I tell you, Andy every day rings your doorbell, greets you. Yo, I see him on the ring. He be looking like, if I got a package, Andy's like, yo, where should I put it? He's putting it here. He's leaving a note. Package is here. Yo, Andy brings excellence every day and i yeah. saw the other day it was a, a young woman who was doing a man i was like uh is andy sick because uh, I, I don't people writing petitions bring andy back you can't tell me that you can't you can't bloom where you're planted andy the mailman is getting a shout out on market mondays okay shout so out like to andy. <laughs> andy in newark shout out to you shout out to andy man <laughs> it's your worker Yes. <laughs> Nicholas, we appreciate you, bro. Essential work. Appreciate y'all, man. Thank you for the journey. Yes, thank you. Nicholas. Appreciate you, bro. Just um, get your own membership, bro. Morado. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. The queen, the queen is trying to elevate her man. I got you, Nicholas. <laughs> Shout out to your girl for doing that, though. That's real nice of her. Oh, uh, <laughs> that was good. That was good. Now we be having too much fun. We have too much fun. Christina, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Oh my goodness. Hi guys. What's hey, up? I am like utterly shocked that I got talked on. I'm so sorry. Um, I first of all, let me just say this. You guys have the best energy. You guys are so amazing. And I just want to say thank you for everything. I've been following you guys for a very, very, very long time. Um, I just recently became an earner. Um, super excited. And I have a question for you guys, obviously. Um, so my question is for budgeting. If you are in a situation where you've made some poor financial decisions and you're kind of heavily 
weighed on the expenses side, you're not be able to like save much. What are some tips and advice that you can give for people who are, um, let's just say living beyond their means to kind of dial it back and get back on track? So just know this, that it's simple and that if you don't have enough money at the end of the month, you have one of two problems and you just have to identify which one it is, right? You either have a don't make enough issue or you have a spend too much issue. That's it. People want to make it complicated. No, no, you either don't make enough, Christina, or you spend too much. And you know what the issue is based upon where's most of your money going. Is most of your money going to um, disposable things like, you know, like, discretionary things like like groceries, hair, nails, going out, eating out, blah, blah, blah. If most of your money is going there, you have a spend too much issue. If most of your money is going to actual hardcore bills where you're like, you know what? I got to pay this mortgage. I got to pay this rent. I got to pay this car note, insurance. And you likely have a don't make enough issue. The reason why it's important to distinguish the two is that most people who are like me, I'm frugal. I will, I will initially, when I don't have enough money back in the day, I would drop down and be like, okay, let me spend less. Sis, ain't no less. Like I want, because I was focused on the wrong issue. So I was tapping into the wrong solution. I didn't have a, um, I didn't have a spend too much issue. I had a don't make enough issue. So once I identified that it wasn't about, so you have to identify for yourself, Christina. So let's, let's look at some solutions. If you have a don't make enough issue, first place first, do you have a, are you gainfully employed? I am. So first place to start, I tell people, yo, ask for a raise. You'd be surprised if you bring value. I especially did, and they said no. No, and I'm that's kidding. okay. No, and that's <laughs> okay. Really, the way that it works out is only once a year. So it's not that they said, I mean, technically they did, but it only happens once a year. It's not one of those things you can request entry here. So in the meantime, I need you to get your Go Me folder together. Every time you do mm -hmm. something that adds value to the bottom line of that company, put it in Go Me. Christina did this. It, it, it led to this. So get that folder together. In the meantime, what, do you have to stay working there? No. I would start at least practicing going on interviews to see maybe somebody will pay me more, you know, because you're looking to make more. Or is there something I can do on the side? You know what? I was always really good at math. These kids need tutors these days. Asking yourself, what can you do to make more if you have a don't make enough issue? And if you have a spend too much issue, then that's just going line item by line item and saying like, do I really need to get this done? Do I really need to pay this amount of money? Do I really need Netflix and Hulu and every and Disney plus and every single streaming platform? Yep. So identify what the issue is. And then that's the solution you want to lean into. And you won't always be there. When I, 10 years ago, I could save, I think I was saving not even $5 a month. And it was really just to say I could do something. But mm -hmm. if you keep at it, meaning like you make that your focus, like, okay, I am going to at least save $5 a month, just transfer it to my online only savings account. And my goal is to make that five to 10. And that goal is to make the 10 to 100 and the 100 to 1,000. Now I can start investing, you know? So I want for you to figure out what's the minimum you could try to set aside because you want to practice Saving and wealth really is a series of habits, right? So what's that minimum? And then do I have a don't make enough issue or do I have a spend too much issue and fix that? So that fix that issue. And, um, and then you should be good, but know that it'll take time. It took time to get you here. So it's going to take mm -hmm. time to get you out. And that's okay. Wonderful. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Can we get one more question before? Yeah. Uno mas. Yeah. You want to do the, this drink while I find a person? Shout out, <laughs> shout out to everybody that, um, Gave us super chats today. We appreciate it. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Victor. Shout out to Marcel. Shout out to uh, MG, the mortgage guy. I saw him in there earlier. 
So what is that? That's dope. I was like, they just give y'all money? Oh yeah, YouTube, YouTube super chat. It's a way to just, you know, show love, just show support. <laughs> you know, I'm like. Mm. <laughs> add, add that to the mix. <laughs> yep. Ashley, you've yeah. been unmuted. Unmute yourself. What's going on? And shout out to everybody on YouTube. Hope, wait, wait, wait. Uh, 50, I think it's like 53, 5200. If you could like this video, the reason why we actually like the video is because it helps the algorithm. Yes. It helps for more people to actually see it and um, you know get the information. So that's that's why we actually like it, not just like for no reason. So if you if you can take a second to like it, uh, we greatly appreciate it. How do you know I'm Ebo? Somebody said this chick's Ebo's mind been ignited. So if you don't know about Nigerian Ebo's, they're known for like their money acumen. I'm like, oh, I am Ebo. And um, that's funny. <laughs> they're like, yo, she's so Ebo. I am Ebo. <laughs> to all the Nigerians out there. Yes. Actually, BYU University, I just spoke to somebody today. We're going to do a class in two weeks about investing in Africa. Yes. We're going to Ghana. We're supposed, we're supposed to go to Ghana this December. Uh, this December yeah. But we're going to go out there December 2021. 20, uh, and uh, I think that I think that that's big to and Nigeria too. Yeah, definitely. Shout out to Nigeria for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's in big. I think it's big for us to learn about different investment opportunities, especially on the continent of Africa. Yeah. Because you see the, in a group today, what uh, the gentleman said that he bought some land on Africa. Yeah, Ghana and Ghana yeah. specifically. I've been hearing a lot about people investing in real estate. So yes. you hear that a lot, but it's like, how do you do that? So we're gonna have a whole class to teach people the steps. If you are American or if you live in London, if you want to invest in Ghana specifically, like these are the steps to actually do it. This is how you get a permit and all that. So yeah. I think that that's important. We got to stay connected to, to Africa. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get Andy with there with us. So when we find him, he's he coming too. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you there? What's up? Oh, y'all. I almost took a bite of my brown stew chicken because I thought, you know. Yes, brown stew chicken. No fridge breaks. You know that? <laughs> oh, no. I'm standing at the microwave for this. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Thank you guys so much for everything that y'all doing for the community. But, Janista, I've been seeing you up and down my timeline for two years on Facebook. Shout out to you and them ass. He is flooding my timeline. And I don't know how. I'm sure I follow somebody that you follow or I don't know. But you... I need that. That's, that's our that's I our marketing it. game secret. Like we follow I, you I everywhere. To, yeah, where is, the, where is the book? We need the book on that. That's the book I'm trying to get. I'm a new earner. Shout out to the earners. I'm so excited to be a part of the club. Welcome, welcome. And I just took my 401k and rolled it over into a Ross. I think okay. that I can self-maintain because I left my job. Well, yeah transition into full-time entrepreneurship um so i I was wondering thank you i'm ready to to grow it but i need five bands for the red panda club so how i'm gonna get these five bands before november you're gonna give me your email and i'm gonna put you in the stock club don't make me cry what's your email (laughs) mrs mrs.fadugba at iCloud.com. Hold on. You, give me Mrs. <laughs> F-A-D-U what? U-G-B-A for Duba. Hey, okay. Tiff. My hey. husband's Nigerian. Oh, okay. I was going to say that. I'm like, ah, Duba. I know. That was like, mm. You see, cousin. At I see iCloud. you, cousin. Okay, I got you. Ian, Ian, did you put a special uh, new now in your hair today? Your, your, your waves. <laughs> 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 the light. The light. <laughs> n- n- nothing but juices and berries. Juices and berries. That's it. No, nothing but juices and berries. I think that's to me, Ashley, that is a prime example of asking you shall receive. 
Mm-hmm. I That's appreciate that. I missed last week because I was coming back from Jamaica and my flight got a little delayed and I missed all 25 of them scholarships. But thank you so much, Ian. I really appreciate that. I can't That's wait to fun. get in this. Philadelphia by way of Atlanta. Okay. Shout hey. out to and talk. Let's talk Tiffany out that marketing book too. She be all on my timeline too. Yeah. Hey, come drop it. Yo, honestly, and I'm like, you know, you should do Tiffany. I'm like, sleep, bro. I work all the time. <laughs> like, there are the, yeah the the number of businesses that I'm like, all right, next year, all right, five years from now. Um, I mean, can, can I pay for a consult? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, trying, I, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to plant these seeds. It would be too much. Business. I'm not going to lie. Like, for me to step on a stage right now, you're <laughs> okay. looking at, at minimum $30,000. So I always think about myself. When someone asks me to do something, like, oh, it's only going to be out. I'm like, you got $30,000? Okay, then. You know, because I know, or even better, you would pay me $60,000 for SMT? Or, okay. or, or if they EYL. Yes. Well, you know, I mean, it's always love with people because I mean, first of all, I believe in pouring into um, yeah. other folks. But I, I think I'll, I think always because my I just finally I hired a cook. I hired a cleaner lady. And I yes. Someone to do oh, that cleaner lady. Yeah. Right. And so I did that because I said, like, what it at some point, the cleaning lady is one hundred and thirty dollars. Uh, yeah. One hundred thirty dollars a week. Right. Yeah. So she comes every week. I'm not cleaning anything. Okay. Um, and so, but I thought to myself, like, you know, what are you working hard for if not to create ease in your life? Mm. You know, like I, what I, and, and this is a practice I think everyone should do that. I wrote down what I call my perfect day. What does your perfect day look like? When do you want to wake up? What do you want to eat? And so one of the things I had on my perfect day is that that caused me stress was I didn't want to have to think about what's my family going to eat every night. It's a cause for stress. Honestly, I don't love cooking. You know, like a salmon burger here and there, but it's not really like I'm not like you know like oh chef it up in the kitchen. I chef it up in, in the in the boardroom. You know, and so I don't I don't love cooking, and it was like a source of anxiety for me to be like, dang, I could be in the middle of like writing a proposal that's gonna be six figures, you know, legit, and then be like, ah, dang, what you wanna eat, you know? And so I said, you know what, Tiffany, what's the cost of um of a chef? It's about four hundred dollars a week for us. And um, it's money well spent because what's $400 to me doing a thing that in one hour can yield 30, I was, 200, I was, I was just telling them, I, I spend more than that. I, I order Uber Eats every single, every single yep. day. Mm-hmm. Every, or I, I go out to eat every day. So I'm like, the amount of money I'm spending on food, it probably would just be more cost effective. To get you a chef, bring some, like literally my lady comes to the house. Shout out to Nisha, because I was like, you know, we got to get a sister so we can eat sister food. Um, but she, she comes to the house darn near every either every day or every other day sometimes she cooks two things sometimes she cooks one today was jerk chicken um rice and peas and string beans and it was like yo i don't have to worry about that so i encourage that too that i know i'm the budget nista but money is meant to be used to enhance your life as well as obviously like i like i mentioned before you know you want to focus on ownership but not hoarding it so much so that you're not living a joyful life now that doesn't make any sense so yeah. Um, Ashley, what kind of business are you in since you're a new entrepreneur? Um, if we can give you a little boost. I have an administrative management consulting firm. So I was really hustling with the VA side of it, but I'm looking to transition more into training. And um, Wait, I'm you, you, say, you, have a, you have a what, Ashley? An administrative management consulting firm. I'm looking, so, for, I'm looking for admin. <laughs> me no, too. For real. So, so, yeah. No, if you're training... Or no, if I tell you, it's probably the number one thing that all my high earner friends, they're like, you got a VA, you got a VA. 
Even if training people's VAs, like for real, right now, go for real. I want you to actually hit me on the budgetnisa.com, click that contact me button, say, Hey, it's your cousin, Ashley Faduba. But before you do that, message me for real. And join at redpanda.com. Admin, what I need like two right now, like literally right now. So, that's you. Hey, thank you. So, somebody in chat said that's I had a super man. Good thing you didn't eat that chicken. That's what I'm saying. I, know. I might have had a bone. Yo, what's child? Oh, I'm, gonna throw, I'm gonna throw a bone at you. He said, Good thing you eat that chicken. I'm like, yo, yo, we got rules. Like, there's no fridge breaks, right? Because if we come to you, you, you at the fridge, you we're gonna know. skip you. You never know. At the microwave, though, we might have to change guidelines. No microwave breaks. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take the computer with you. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna use the platform for something right now. If you're a vegan chef, in the greater New York area, specifically Westchester County, please DM me. I'm looking for vegan. I'm I'm only vegan. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not even doing it. The, the the meat. Yeah. The meat and poultry is done. I'm only looking for vegan chefs. I um. No, no seafood. Just vegan. Okay. You're a vegan yeah. chef. You're living a 120. Hit me up. We're gonna yeah. see. Yeah. Asking you shall receive. Put coins in somebody else's pocket. This has been a legendary episode. I want to thank. Q, that was a that Q's, was a, Q's still here. Q. that was a yeah. that was a surprise. Up for Q. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta come back for real though. Q, hit me up though. Nah, Q, yes, de- we definitely gotta do that. And Budget Easter, man, it's it's always it's always a pleasure. Um, it's just one of those people that's just you know just a very special person. Um, you know it's her her energy and just, you know she just has it. Like it's just sometimes in life you just have an it factor. Mm-hmm. You really can't place what it is, the yeah. it factor is, but some people have it and some people don't have it. She definitely has the it factor. So, um, Tiffany, thank you for joining no, us. No, thank you. Honestly, I, Troy said, want your sauce sold separately. And I'm like, yo, yo, I never, <laughs> I never forgot that. And I'm like, yo, that's, yeah. And, but honestly, obviously y'all have it. You know, you are bringing conversations to our community that just are not being had or weren't being had before. Mm-hmm. And so the market is responding and responding in mass and it only gets bigger and better. And I mean, I, I know like this position you're in, I know your inbox is blowing up with all these amazing, amazing, amazing opportunities. And I just say, this is that like, yo, y'all are Kings. The table has already been set for y'all. Like I don't rush toward, I'm like, yo, the table been set. Can't nobody have my seat at the table. You just gotta be like, you can, I mean, take your time to, to come into your greatness. Cause like I said, I know already that there are opportunities that you're not even speaking on that are being presented and just like, because of what you've done and what you continue to do. But, um, so I just, I, I love to watch the meteoric rise. I study like the best way to get better at marketing is to watch people, watch people work, watch people do it right and watch people do it wrong. And y'all are doing it absolutely right. And I'm proud of y'all. So thank you. Thank you. How did you personally manage the opportunities that can because I've been following you for a few years. Mm-hmm. The last two have been meteoric. <laughs> How do you select and wait for the ideal opportunity versus just jump? Because I mean, you can do a joint venture and make two hundred grand. Mm-hmm. But what was your process for selecting the opportunities that would be best for you? Well, one, I have something. If it if the opportunity is for me personally, is one thing. But if it's if it affects my dream catchers, then I have something called my Lisa rule. So. I used to have a Tiffany rule, which is like, yo, if I wouldn't do it, I'm not going to share it with y'all. But one day I sent an email out. Lisa's the baby out of the five girls, my, my four sisters. And she was like, yo, got the budget needs to email, sign up for the app. I was like, wait, what app? What'd you sign up for? And I thought, why are you shook, Tiffany? Like, if it's something good, why do you care if your baby sister signed up for it? 
And I realized, you know what? Tiffany Rule's not strong enough. I'm actually most protective over Lisa and her journey, and she's a dream catcher. Mm. So now the Lisa rule is, I ask myself when a brand comes to me, if Lisa were to sign up for this thing without telling me, how would I feel? Mm. And if I'm like, eh, nope, I don't care how many, what I tell you, the kind of money that people have put before me, I literally Mm -hmm. had to tell a big bank, they want to work with me so bad, they're like, well, name your price. I was like, well, honestly, I told them about the Lisa rule. They're like, yeah, but I was like, because what you going to pay me? Five figures? I was like, yo, we made that like literally an hour ago. Six figures, we made that this week. Seven figures, we made that this month. You know, like eight figures, we're making that this year. So at some point, you know, I always feel like, too, I can do that myself. I can make that money myself with integrity. I sleep good, good. Yeah, that's to sleep good at night. Right? Do you, like, you never, like, I've been 10 years in the game. You never heard no budget needs to scandal. Yeah. You know, because I may, I, I operate at the highest level of integrity internally with my team, which I call the unicorn squad and externally. And so that's, that is my, that's like my, my guiding light. It's the Lisa rule. And if, and anything that we put in Slack, anything that we email, anything that we say, if this was made public, how would I feel? Mm. So we don't talk discouragingly about the people that we serve. Cause yep. first of all, it's mostly black women. How dare I, if I do, yeah. you know, I, I, Everybody wins. I have the I have the everybody wins rule that if I do a partnership with you, my team wins, I win, the people we serve win, you win, everybody gotta win or I'm not doing it. Yeah. There's plenty of money out there. I'm not in a rush, you know. I'm not in a, and I'm not in a rush. I know my the hundred million dollars has already been set aside for me. I'll I'll go get it when I'm ready, you know. But um yeah, that's like that's my guiding force, integrity and 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 that Lisa rule because if not, if you don't like, so for you, Troy and, 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 and Rashad, if, if you don't have like, um, if you don't have a rule in place, it's so easy for somebody to move the bar, you know, because you're like, yeah, I mean, it is, you know, 500,000. Then all of a sudden, like, ah, I mean, it is a million, you know what I mean? These are some of the things that will come. And I'm like, no, but because I have that clear and fast rule and I can like look to it, I'm like, I hear you, Tiffany. The answer is still no, it doesn't fit this rule. So having like a clear articulated rule in place will allow you to stay in balance, allow you to sleep well at night because you'll be thrown, the kind of money and opportunities that will be thrown at you um, won't always be in alignment with where you said that you wanted to go. I always try to ask myself, why did I start? I'm here to serve women. I'm here to serve, Mm -hmm. especially black women. So then if you, is this in service to them? I can't tell you how many times a show has been pitched to me and I'm like, yeah, y'all trying to have me out here like Real Housewives. Yeah. First of all, I have parents and I'm Nigerian. You want me to? I'll still get beat. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. You know, even though I'm, there, I'm sure a ton of coin in it. So yeah. So just like yeah, like I said, keep that in mind that like we don't have to sell out. We are more than enough. And follow your your guiding light and your rule. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. This is a clear example of when, when Tiffany says she just pours into people. Like mm-hmm. when we shot our episode, it was great. Episode 80, if you ain't check it out, go check it out. But we had a two-hour conversation after that. After. <laughs> but it was just pouring yeah, she game. Yeah, she gave us a lot of game. So much She game. gave us a lot of game, a lot of game. And we learn from everybody. And you always got to be humble enough to learn from people. And, um, you know, she was she was doing this way longer than we've been doing this. So she she knows a lot more stuff than we, than we learned. We just, I want to see y'all win-win. Like, I want to see y'all, like, prime time. Like, I want to see brothers out there. I want to dispel that we don't know, we don't have, that's garbage, yeah. you know? Like, there's so much. Like, people, people are always shocked at how much I share and how much I give and how much, like, I put people on. They're like, oh my God, baby, you put them on. Yo, people still go to Walmart and Target and Macy's and 
Like, yo, there's, pl- yeah. like, there's plenty of money to go around. I could not possibly hold all the wealth. And to me, when I tell you the more you share, those seeds you plant, if I tell you that years later, like I was on OWN doing a, a special with Ayanla, and it was because the producer, I had volunteered at something like 10 years ago in the city, and she was a, like a 16-year-old in the audience. And she was like, yo, I never forgot that you came to my school, you did this. And when Oprah said that we're doing this pandemic, um, 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 like a, a pop-up and to talk about like what you can do. And she went to Ayanla to interview all these dope people. And she said, we want somebody for finance. I said, what about Budgetista? What? Uh, I was like, you said it to Oprah? Like Oprah. Okay. So she knows Budgetista saying? Okay. Okay. But do you see that like that giving activates abundance? The more I pour into people, people come back for me all the time. And as you elevate to the next level, more and more people come for you in a good way to come get you, to bring you to the next level. Like your work speaks for yourself. I don't have to go out. Like people come in. Mm-hmm. Like, if you deliver excellence over and over, which like I said, like, look how dope this is. I mean, y'all broke YouTube today. You deliver excellence. People will come to you. People are telling on my team, shout out to Logan. I'm sure she's wa- watching. She was like, oh my God, you're going to be on Market Mondays. I was like, yes, Logan, yeah. I'm going to be on Market Mondays. My <laughs> sister was like, yo, we watch, we, right? we watch it Market Market Monday. Yeah, I'm Shout telling out to you. my cousin Ariel. Yeah, she, she's in your group too. She's like, cuz, I'm so proud of you. I'm like, <laughs> I look up to Tiffany too. Trust me. I, I'm more excited than you are. No, but yeah. I mean, like I say, what y'all doing, Ian, what y'all doing, Tori, what y'all doing, Rashad, is you are um, th- th- teaching means that you leave a lasting legacy. There are people whose lives are forever changed because of the work that you've done. So, like, if you were not here today, like the world is not the same in a good way because you're here. So I just, I just salute you and I thank y'all. I appreciate it. Thank you. You're absolutely amazing. If I can do one follow-up question, how do you get all your PR? Cause you've been everywhere. Oprah, I feel like I didn't seen you with Jay-Z. Um, <laughs> no, you have not seen with Jay-Z. Obama. <laughs> you're everywhere. G- <laughs> I mean, well, I did do late. Uh, Michelle Obama, she and I were, um, spoke at Black Girls Rock. Well, Black Girls uh, Lead. I'm, I'm saying, I've been, I've been watching you. So if you can share... Yeah, so for the entrepreneurs, super. If you don't have any money, um, Harrow Help a Reporter Out, yes, is a great tool. I mean, but you got to hustle. That's what I did when I first started. I I do have a publicist now. Shout out to Tracy Aliche PR on Instagram. Um, you can follow her. Yes, we got the same last name, Tracy Aliche PR. But she's honestly, I was doing things myself, but then she came along. What you're looking for in a publicist is organization and she is i mean ain't nobody more organized than tracy um so having a publicist is you know if, if you can afford it you're looking at anywhere from on the low end 2500 on the high end five fifty five hundred dollars a month mm-hmm. um but if you can't honestly like for example i was on queer eye the the producer reached out to she hit me in the dms because she had seen me over and over on social. So your social media is a way for you to show out for, for people to want to interview you. Use your social media to show that you're an expert and people will seek you out. Um, but you want to be a clear expert in a specific thing. Nobody wants to interview what I call a, um, a buffet business. Yeah. You know, that you do all the things or, or a bush business where you sprout, you do all the things too. Well, I do check cashing and I sell gold chains and I make uh, origami. And, and I sell mm-hmm. weed on the side. Yes, <laughs> right? So you want to you wanna be yeah. a, a, tree, a tree business where you have a core trunk and then you branch out. And that's how you attract people to you. But yeah, Harrow is definitely key. Yo, Twitter, even though Twitter's old school, all the, all the, um, uh, the writers are on Twitter talking about work for Washington Post, work for da-da-da-da. 
with your. I want you to help a reporter out. I don't want mm-hmm. to. That's a, that's a very important information because yes. reporters and journalists they actually need stories. Yes. Can you just talk about what help a reporter out? What that actually is. So literally, uh, reporters will go to help a reporter out and put what's called a query. They'll say looking for women who've experienced hair loss to talk about it. So. These people, like, I mean, from Help Reporter, I've got New York Times, Cosmo, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal. You never know. TV, radio, um, print. So they go here looking for experts or people to interview. It's free. Um, and so you go to Help Reporter out, you sign up for it, and they send you a ton of emails a day. So I always use, like, my, my, um, my garbage email account. Yeah, the, the emails is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, so a ton of emails a day. They'll blow you up. But the key to doing well with Help Reporter out is that to answer the query, if you're gonna do it within the first hour, to make your response short and sweet and to leave your phone number. I've had people from the New York Times be like, hey, Tiffany, just saw your, um, your response come in. Can I do a quick interview? I'm on my way to the train. So that, to me, that's like, that's the, the key. Like I don't do, I don't, and then once, well, after a while, what will happen is if you grow your brand to a certain degree, like for, for like so much of my media now comes to me, like CNBC legit was like, we're interviewing me, this is their words exactly, we're interviewing Michelle Obama. And we thought, huh, maybe we should ask you to interview Michelle Obama. I was like, me, you know? And so don't, and don't disparage small media, not small, but you know what I mean? Like, I think that people don't want to do smaller podcasts or they don't want to do like smaller outlets. No, because when someone Googles your name, they should see that there's a breadth of things that you've done. I have literally hundreds, if not thousands of interviews. So that's why when CNBC reached out to me to interview our forever first lady, they were like, oh, we don't have to guess. Tiffany has already been vetted and on, on all these platforms. Plus you get to practice. You get to practice. You yep. get to practice. I, I love to do it. Like I don't do it now anymore because I don't have time. But up until two or three years ago, I was doing small podcasts. They're like, we just started yesterday. I'm like, bet. Good. Gonna I got a new it. set to do. Yep. Right. I got to practice like, all right, I got a new story about how to, you know, how to get out of debt. So. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think help a reporter out and, and, and not being afraid to do smaller outlets to to get good. Like I did the real today. They gave me like, yo, the script was bananas. I was like, yo, you're wilding. Right. And so the new producer was like, I heard about you, girl. I told her, I was like, you know, I don't I don't read all of this. She's like, no, no, no. I know. I heard about you. They already told me that, yo, Tiffany's amazing. She comes prepared and she doesn't read word for word, but she hits all her points. So also too, coming prepared and ready. You know what I mean? Like don't have a raggedy background. It's all dark in your room. Like learn how to semi beat your face, ladies. I'm not really like a makeup girl, but my makeup artist had to teach me during quarantine so I could look like somebody. Have, don't wear all these colors and things. Don't come on like with your t-shirt on if you're doing national TV, wear your solid colors. Do your research. I know how to speak in sound bites. I mean, we're riffing now, but Give me on the real in three minutes. I can give you everything in sound yeah, bites. Punchy. So yeah, like punchline. So um, so you want to be people want media, but they're not ready for media. Go live regularly. Practice. Practice going live when you don't look your best. I'm good for going live with my um with my head tie on. My husband's like, what are you doing? I'm like going live because I want to be I I want to be comfortable, so comfortable that I can go live like right before bed face clean, like nothing on. So that way when I do national TV, super beat, I'm feeling extra, extra confident. And so like going live is one of the best things you can do to be ready for media. And can you give us three business building tips before we wrap up? 
Business building. I know. Yes. I'll just say this. Think about scaling and they're all that you do. If there's one thing that I would say is get your financials together. You almost smiled, y'all. Get your finances together, meaning like before you get an admin, get you a bookkeeper or a CFO or a CPA. I wish I would have known that. You could do, you could be your own admin. My admin's name was Michelle and that was just me emailing you, pretending like I was somebody. Get your finance together and think about scaling and all that you do. I started my online school, the Literature Academy, because I was like, yo, the budget needs to, is the, the business of Tiffany and I'm tired of always having to do all the work. The Literature Academy, that's the eight figure a year business where it does, it barely needs me. So if I wanted to shut down the budgetista, in some ways I could because the academy makes the money that I need. So think about that as you move forward. What does it look like in five years? What does it look like in 10 years? And, um, and, and enjoy yourself. The journey is long. So like, it doesn't make sense to do things like, like that you don't enjoy just for the sake of money. There are ways to make, there are easier ways to make money. Enjoy yourself, thinking about scaling, get your money right. Get your finances, your business finances right. Thank you. I appreciate it for letting me get my Tavis Smiley on. So once again, we appreciate, we appreciate it greatly, greatly. Uh, any last, last words that you want to tell the people how to follow you on social media, all of that? I'm sure, I am. The bu- but I'm the budget nista everywhere. The budget nista on uh-huh. Instagram, to, uh, to, uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, everywhere, Twitter, right? Um, if you're needing free financial help, I've got my Live Richer Challenges. You can literally go to livericherchallenge.com. It is my gift back to my community to help them. So I do one every year. It's been free for the last five years, and I'm, I'll try to continue to keep it. So um, you can find a challenge that, that fits, you know, fits where you are now with you want net worth, growth, savings, credit. And um, go ahead on and cop Molly Moore. Hey. Don't play yourself. Yeah. MollyMoore.com. Her website is bomb. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. And I usually am like, yeah, but I'm like, no. This book is the best. MollyMoore.com. Get your baby. This is ages ideally three to seven. And um, that's it. We broke the internet. Legendary. <laughs> Ian, Ian, what would you like to say? Um, thank you guys so much. As far as the f- futures course, I know you guys are asking, what about um, the credit card thing? You, Sam Cart has it set up that way. You guys put in a credit card. So in three months, you can't be like, hey, man, I paid you $90 million to learn. I want a <laughs> refund. So it will go through and show that you haven't paid anything. There's no upsell, no downsell, no side sell. I'm not selling information. It's just a requirement, but I want you guys um, to sign up tonight because it's only going to be available for the next 24 hours. And I'm just here to help you because I want to get you guys in the game. So I love you guys uh, so much. I just noticed the um, the cabinet in the back with the smell goods, with like smell good oils and shaving products and things. Like no, that. no, it's a, that's a picture of my baby up there and like the the Father's Day cards and stuff. You oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, but but you know, I got the super perm over there if you want me to go grab it. <laughs> the Murray's wave grease and all that, you know. You need to put, put it on sale. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I want to give a big shout out to everybody that checked on me last week um, after my comment about our whys. Um, and people thought I had multiple whys. I had to go upstairs and um, that was a great conversation that I had, but I'm okay. And I want everybody to know that I'm okay. Um, she, she misheard it too. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> I tried to help clean it up. 
Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you, Ian. She said that Lemonade should be the album of the day. I said, y'all got to do the West Coast for Ian, so I appreciate y'all. But in a serious note, man, reach out to somebody, text somebody, call somebody. You never know what one phone call could do or change the trajectory of somebody's day or life, man. It's that real out here. It's, we're still fighting the pandemic, um, and there's still a lot of isolation. That doesn't go just for adults, but that goes for our children, too. So if you can do anything, and I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks, if you can support a student, support a school, sponsor a classroom, I encourage you to do that. It will change a kid's life. So please do that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. And um, one, once again, thank you to all of our EYL alumni. Everybody here is an EYL alumni. We had a whole day. Like I said, shout out to, shout out to Brandon from PTG. Uh, We're we going to reveal that situation. That's going to be a movie. Shout out to Q. I appreciate you, brother. Shout out to Vajanista, shout out to Ian, as always. Um, you know, and this is the power of networking, all of these people, people that we have personal relationships with now, and we built relationships with them, and they all came on our platform, and, and now it's just, you know, they do a variety of different things, um, and it's never it's never an issue. Whenever we had, I, I, hit, I hit Tiffany up, and it was like, no problem, right away, just let me know the date. So I appreciate that greatly. Um, and once again, Tomorrow's a big day for us. Yeah. First ever episode about healthcare. I think it's extremely it's important. Make sure you check that episode out. And then um, we got Wednesday, we back. Wednesday, we back on YouTube with Derek Grace. None I other. can't wait. <laughs> Post Trump pack going crazy. <laughs> Y'all don't sleep. Off. Do work will cry. Y'all don't sleep, huh? Uh, nah, no, nah, no, nah. No. Can't afford to sleep yet, man. But we, <laughs> we love yet. you guys. Thank you. Appreciate YouTube, EYL University, um, Red Panda, Dreamcatchers, everybody. Um, Appreciate you guys, and we will see you tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. We'll see you guys tomorrow. tomorrow. Right. Peace. Yeah. Tiffany, you're amazing. I appreciate you. Bye. Thank you. All right. Peace. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.